Hey, hey, and welcome to the Cartridge Club. Uh, for those of you who might not know, I'm player one. Over the last six months, I have been uh, absent from the club. I've been overseas fighting the evils of uh, the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> or, uh, you know, eating banana splits and uh, getting street passes. That's more like it. But uh, I'm back now, and I'm happy to be back. I missed my little brother. He was holding down the fort. And uh, we're here this week with three fantastic guests. Uh, before I introduce them, I just want to send a shout out to Summer's Bee for their pear flavored cider. It's uh, what I'll be drinking tonight, and it's delicious. Sponsored by, awesome. <laughs> That's right. So I'm back, me too. So I'm going to introduce the guests now because I know you don't remember necessarily how the flow of the show goes. My friend, um, I uh, am so happy to have you back. Welcome back. I usually sweat and itch the day before and the day of the podcast. I had no stress today. <laughs> That's that's because when I came home, I let you boil my cream again. That's what it was. <laughs> we, uh, it's good that I'm back, it, you know, because we went through all the trouble of lining up co-hosts for you while I was gone, and uh, you must have had some trust issues because you did not let a single one of them do any actual hosting. <laughs> you, treat, you treated them all like an extra guest. I so. just treated them all like you treat, like, because I've always been the co-host, right? <laughs> So I just figured, oh, yeah. oh, he'll just do this or they'll just do this. But really, <laughs> how would they know that? <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy you're here. And thanks for doing uh, a passable job over the last six months. I aim to please. And uh, like I said, we're all happy you're back. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to jump into uh, introducing our guests now. Uh, so first up, we have uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the founder of the Barry Game Exchange himself, we have Chris Nintendo Hodge. Thanks for being here, Chris. Yeah, thanks to you for having me. I'm uh, pretty excited to do my first uh, episode. We uh, we knew we wanted to have you on uh, the first time we interacted with you, which was, uh, geez, must have been about almost a year ago now, I think. Um, and uh, you just, you've got a lot of personality, you've got a lot of things to say, and we really wanted to have you on, and I'm glad we were able to make it happen, not only uh, this month for this month's game, but specifically because it's so close to the Bear Game Exchange, so maybe we can get some sweet backdoor deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what we can uh, arrange there. I'm sure we might be able to do something. If the uh, if the Fandango guys haven't, uh, you know, soaked that all up already. Before we get there. <laughs> That's right. I uh, I don't want a one dollar bin. I want a fifteen dollar bin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe a five dollar bin would be all right. I think. Hey, yeah, good thinking. All right, I, I could do five dollars. So why don't you let everybody know uh, what the Barry Game Exchange is and where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so the Bear Game Exchange is basically a giant um, swap meet of video games. Um, uh, this is our third event we've done now, and uh, we got 115 tables plus. Um, it just keeps getting bigger and better every time. Um, to find out more details about it, you can go visit the website, barrygameexchange.ca, or you can also find us on Facebook at Barry Game Exchange. And myself, I'm on uh, Twitter at Nintendo Hodge, and as well on YouTube at Nintendo Hodge. Perfect. So uh, I'm coming to Barry. P2's not because he's uh, a punk bitch. But I will definitely <laughs> be there, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's good yeah, to have you back. Nice to actually um, see some more uh, faces and, and talk to people in person rather than just through Skype and, and Twitter and stuff like that. I think you'd be really surprised to find out that we're all not as mean as Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Hodge. So we're happy to have him here. As everybody knows, we always have three guests on the show. So uh, I'm going to jump right into our next guest now. Uh, he is uh, one-third of P2's, one of P2's top three favorite podcasts. Uh, he's sort of the, the main voice for that show. He does a lot of the intros. Uh, and 
He has possibly the best uh, title cards in the industry of broadcasting, mm. bar none, internet-wide, and that is, from Bonus Barrel, Mr. Rob. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> it's good to have I you can't, I can't mask my excitement for being here. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. Well, that's that's Rob, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that so, uh, yeah, you better, because we're going to have to hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rob, why don't you let any of our listeners who uh, aren't familiar with Bonus Barrel, which should be nobody, because if you're listening to this show, you better be listening to Bonus Barrel. You should. But just in case, why don't you let them know what uh, what you guys are about and where they can find you. It's probably everybody, because as we are famous for not having many, many listeners. Famous um, for it. <laughs> we're, we're, they should know who we are, because we're on the Cartridge Club, so that's the easiest way to find us. But other than that, bonusbarrel.com and SoundCloud stuff. We're just uh, we're all we're guys who all had, all have or had uh, gaming experience, industry experience. My, my bad. And so we just got together because we were working together and we love games. We want to talk about them, and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, I I can't recommend them enough myself. And like he just said, they all come from the gaming industry, and they all have different perspectives and tastes. So it really makes for a good show. Definitely check it out. Yeah, they're. Uh... They're friendly towards Nintendo, which doesn't hurt their chances of getting listened to. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak for Seiji since he can't be here. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. I love good. Nintendo. Seiji. <laughs> the end, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all he has to say. Nice, nice. Well, Rob, we're very happy to be here. We're happy to be talking to you. And uh, we knew that we wanted to have you guys on the show, uh, as many of you as we possibly could, but only the top-tier Bonus Barrel members we wanted. We didn't want any of the, the lower-tier <laughs> Bonus Barrel guys. You know, the sort of backseat podcasters. So that's why our third guest, that's right, that's why our guest is also from Bonus Barrel, and he is the one and only left. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. It's a lot of fun to be here. And I am so happy to see that someone like P2 has to deal with someone like P1, just like I have to deal with Rob <laughs> on a weekly basis. You know what? I never put that together, but it is a very similar dynamic. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. That's funny. I kind of do now, so, too. <laughs> so Rob's, Rob's exceptionally good-looking and yep. uh, has a keen eye for all things gaming. That's exactly Pretty what much. he meant. Sounds right to me. Sounds about right, and also loves to exaggerate. <laughs> Yeah, so if you like Cartridge Club, you really should be listening to Bonus Barrel already. I never thought about it. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. We, get, um, we got to get ourselves so, a Seiji, though. We do, yes. <laughs> I don't know uh, if just... uh, they make them anymore, though. <laughs> oh, to print. Yeah. Limited yeah, edition. Very, very limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, left. Obviously, you're part of Bonus Barrel, so you can be found at Bonus Barrel, just like Rob can. Uh, is there anywhere other than that that people should go to look for you guys? Uh, obviously, you're on www.cartridgeclub.org, but is there any other websites or uh, spots they can find Bonus Barrel? Hey, we, we do tweet have, us. Uh, yes, we, we definitely like it when people tweet at us. One of our favorite things we're trying to get people to do is tweet pictures of barrels and video games to us. Um, <laughs> we're trying to make a list of all barrels and all video games, so if Love anyone it. out there ever sees a barrel in a video game, take a screenshot of that and then tweet it right to Bonus Barrel. I will. Damn right. <laughs> oh, and YouTube occasionally. Yeah, yeah. We have a YouTube channel that is in so that's, uh that's YouTube.com slash Bonus Barrel? Uh, yeah, and 400 <laughs> subscribers, yeah. I know, I know. We're going to try and get to that number. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for anybody who's not aware, on YouTube, in order to have a custom URL, you have to have, is it 500? 500, yeah. yeah. 500 subscribers. 
So the bonus trail guys are just shy of that. So we're hoping that after this show, <laughs> we're hoping that after this show, we can, we can push them over the top. Uh, so as long as 459 of you go and subscribe, they will get there. <laughs> we're hoping. Okay, we're hoping. Duplicate accounts, you know, we'll take what we can. Yep, they'll take whatever you got. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's our guests. Guys, we're happy to have all three of you here. We're very excited to talk about this month's game. And uh, now I'm going to turn it over to my faithful brother, P2, to let everybody know what the Cartridge Club has been playing this month. All righty. As uh, Rob kind of uh, hinted to earlier, we have been playing Majora's Mask this month. It's one of the uh, weird sort of, uh, you know, redheaded stepchild of the uh, Zelda franchise, I guess you could say. It came out two years after Ocarina. It's made with the same engine, so it definitely has a good, you know, an Ocarina feel to it. Um, yeah, and although it uses the same engine, it's sort of unique, and uh, that's why we wanted to have it on the the uh, the club this month. Um, it didn't really get... I don't want to say it wasn't well-received when it first came out, but nobody ever talks about it like it's their favorite, especially when it first came out. But it's sort of received a cult following as time has gone on. So we wanted to see if it held up. Now, I know, P1, I know you wanted to mention a bit about the, uh, the development of this. Do you have any notes or anything yeah. you wanted to talk about? I just, because I thought it was strange, because uh, initially, uh, Izzy Anuma was supposed to be working on Ocarina of Time Master Quest. Right. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something new, something different. So Miyamoto came to him and said, I'll tell you what, use the, um, use the, like, the, the Ocarina of Time framework, and I'll give you a year to make something else. Right. Uh, so, obviously, knowing that that wasn't very much time, Anuma was like, okay, holy fuck. Well, it's going to, obviously going to have to be much smaller, but people aren't going to like that with the Zelda game. Um, and then Anuma and, sorry, uh, Miyamoto and the, the other director, the co-director, came up with the idea of a, of a seven-day cycle, which then obviously was shortened to three days, so that they could take the world and extend the length of the game by forcing you to repeat the same actions over and over again. But uh, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was put together in a year with a team smaller than the team that did Ocarina of Time, and it was essentially because Anuma wanted to work on something a little different, and uh, so I, I, I think it worked out really well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was cool that this game, I, I, this is from start to finish, this game took a year to put together. That's fascinating, eh? And, and it and it really shows with the product they had to get creative with how they crammed things into this in such a short period of time. And I think that's really yeah. where the three day system comes into play. But yeah, fascinating, really. So. The question is, if in, was it 2000 when this came out? 2003? Yep. 2000. If this came out in 2000, if, if with only a year's development time, yeah. Nintendo was able to give us Majora's Mask, which is technically sound and no like game-breaking graphical errors, why the fuck is Assassin's Creed launched with no skin on the faces? <laughs> 16, 16 years later, they still can't do this? Anyway. Well, what's but, the excuse for the more recent Zelda game getting pushed back every year? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. I think because obviously this was a year short on time because they were using the um, all the, of the, the same like, engine, the, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the same engine from Ocarina of Time. So I would say the new Zelda is obviously its own engine, and where Nintendo wasn't used to developing in HD at that point, I think they uh, underestimated the length of time required for that, and uh, they probably should have just hired you guys. <laughs> I'm sure Seiji would agree. Yeah. Oh, definitely, he would agree. <laughs> He's actually working on his own right now, I'm sure. That's why he's not here today. <laughs> the legend of the legend of Sagey. <laughs> I would play. I would play that. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought it was neat just to 
how it was sort of how Miyamoto was like, you know what, I'll let you do your thing, but you have a year, make it happen. And I, I like, because I, I believe, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the gameplay, but I like the three-day cycle, and I'm glad that they were forced to come up with a way to, to make this game different. Interesting. I, I want to say something about the development part. I, I like that this guy who must have been influential enough that he can just be like, I don't really want to work on what you're saying. I kind of just want to do my own thing. And the guy's right. like, sure, you can do it, but you have a year. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, can you imagine going up to Miyamoto and just saying, uh, I, I, I appreciate that, creator of Mario, or Mario, but uh, I feel like maybe I could, I could do something else. <laughs> yeah, uh, hard pass on that. I want to make something else. Hard pass, yeah. <laughs> And that Master Quest did end up coming out. I think it wasn't until that collector's disc or whatever later. With the Wind Waker, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting development cycle, which made for an interesting game. I think very unique. Um, but yeah, this was my first time ever actually beating it. I owned it when we were young. I actually still have that card here, um, but I never finished it back then. So this is sort of my first time really taking a bite into it. Um, but how about you guys? How about you, Hodge? Was this your first time playing? Yeah, so uh, back when it came out, and I, I mean, we saw this kind of same thing pop up on the forums over and over again, right. where a lot of people said they didn't give it a fair shake when it first came out. Um, so this was basically my first time ever playing through it. I did kind of dabble in it back in the day, and I recall seeing friends play it, you know, where you sit around and you watch them play a game right. or help out. Um, but I never sat down and played it myself. And it turned me off the whole three-day cycle back then, and I think that's why I didn't give it a fair shake. But uh, I'm so glad I did now, and I kind of regret not playing it back when I did. Just I, I thoroughly enjoyed it this time. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I'm in the same boat. I could not get past that three-day cycle when I was younger, but I'm so happy I went back and actually gave it a good shake now. Must must be the attention span when you're younger, right? I wonder. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> Especially after coming off of Ocarina of Time. It's like, oh, how are you going to live up to that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Okay, uh, how about you, Left? Was this your first time through? Um, this is probably like the third or fourth time I've literally taken a crack at this game. Oh, um, I will I will give a quick blanket statement and say that I do not like this game. And oh, I've... nice. Now, <laughs> the reason why this is in my household, this game, is this is actually my girlfriend's favorite game of all time. Um, she Ooh. will 100% this game at least once a year. And for me, it's one of my least favorite Zelda games, especially of all time. Um, now, since she swears that this is one of the best games ever, <laughs> I've gone back to it over and over and over again, trying to see what she sees in this game, and I failed to do so every time. Now, this recent playthrough that I did mm -hmm. was about the furthest I've ever gotten, and then I got extremely frustrated and <laughs> quit. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, it's good that, that you have this perspective because it's going to make for an interesting topic uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I on... cannot understand how anyone likes the three-day cycle. It's, right. It is just so annoying. On that note, uh, would you mind just uh, handing the headset over to your girlfriend and uh, <laughs> and we'll take it from here. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's great that you don't actually care for it that much. I'm looking forward to hearing more from that. I, I made sure she wasn't here so that otherwise I'd be batting <laughs> off attacks from her the whole time. <laughs> I was going to say, somehow you guys make it work. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. How about, uh, how about you, Rob? Was this your first time through? Uh, no. Um, first of all, I love... Majora's Mask and replaying it a little bit recently is, has kind of reinvigorated that. I remember the game back, I think it was in grade 10 uh, or even earlier, I had the Nintendo Power magazine and I remember seeing the 
the ad for it. And I was going to the hospital because I had this weird lump on my neck and I thought I was dying. Oh, I was really because I wanted to play Majora's Mask. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it wound up coming out the next year and, and I didn't die. And uh, Congratulations. I, I made, thank you. I got the guidebook with it and I remember I 100%ed it my, my first playthrough. I got all the masks, the, uh, the fierce deities and whatnot. <laughs> and I actually have not played it since then until now because once I complete a game, I close the book and remember it fondly. Right. And so over years, my, my I, I like the game, but I kind of forgot why over the years. So after playing a bit of it again, I realized why and, and researching it because I want to be prepared for the episode. So right. there's a lot to this game. It's very deep, and I think it might be one of the better Zelda games. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, nothing beats a good hospital visit to get a, a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Wasn't there somebody on the bonus barrel who actually, actually hurt themselves to get uh... – was that, was that, that bonus was barrel? <laughs> I thought that was left. <laughs> yeah, I uh, purposely hurt myself and sprained my ankle to play. I think it was Breath of Fire 2. Oh, my. We do not condone these actions in the cartridge club. Just no. everybody. That's so. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. How about um, how about you, P One? Was this your first time playing? Uh, I know we owned it as children, but I don't. I don't actually remember playing it. I uh, yeah. I don't have any memory of putting it in. I I think maybe it's overshadowed by Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah. For so sure. uh, going in now, I I first bought the uh, I bought it on the 3DS when the 3DS version came out, mm -hmm. and uh, I started it months ago whenever that came out, uh, February 13th. Uh, I don't know what year this is on the giant poster next to me. But it was February 13th that it came out here. Um, <laughs> and uh, I tried to play it then. With I also bought the Prima Guide, I think, because that was uh, you save 20% of EB games when you buy it uh, the day of the sale. That's right. So... <laughs> <laughs> good promotion, good promotion. So, so I bought that, and uh, I tried initially playing it without the guide, and uh, I, I, it, it wasn't jiving. So when I went through for this month, I said, you know what? I'm going to follow the guide. I bought the fucking thing. I might as well use it. Uh, and I don't consider it cheating because you spend money on it. That's the way I look at it. Wow. Uh, and I wanted to, I wanted to be able to get as much out of it as I could. Um, and I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it this time around. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of, like Rob mentioned, a lot of depth to this game. I think that is easy to miss. Yeah, it is. So P1, I guess you're a, a pay-to-win kind of guy then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also, yeah, I am. <laughs> it's uh, the first time I've ever think I've heard a guy say it's not cheating if you paid for it. Um, not sure that would actually hold up. Context, yeah, I, yeah uh, very... I ran it by Colleen before the deployment, and six months in Europe, that was the rule that I had. Oh boy! Not, All right. Not cheating if you paid for it. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. Well, with that said, I guess that's everybody's uh, first impressions. Let's get into the actual meat and potatoes. Let's get into the story of the game. So, the game picks up immediately after Ocarina of Time. Link is now back as his young self, you know, and Zelda gives him the Ocarina, and he's going off on an adventure. Um, was his adventure to find the fairy... Was it Navi that... Uh, yeah. He was yeah. gone because at, at the end of Ocarina, right. he's going to track down Navi. Sorry, I just cut you off there, but yeah. Okay, so that is how it goes. Okay, so yeah, picks up after Ocarina. I got, you know, I got goosebumps when it showed that opening with Zelda handing him the Ocarina and stuff. I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. And I remember getting that same feeling back when I first played it when I was younger. And then it just... Wait, why did Navi, Navi leave? I don't know. At the end, I think she just flies off into the air, and that's how Ocarina ends, I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah, know why maybe, she... Maybe she doesn't want to be found. 
Maybe you're right. <laughs> She's off looking for some other fairy, you know? Who knows? And Link's just stalking her. This becomes a dark game once you finish you play As if the game wasn't dark enough. And she finally gets out of that jar and she's like, oh my god, where are you gonna run? It's the, of, it's the start of Kiss the Girls. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she finally realizes, why have I been following this guy around? Like, he goes into the craziest places. Yeah. I would take He's off too. Motherfucker. <laughs> There's gotta be some green guys walking around that get into less trouble, my god. She's in the Tingle. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, Tingle. Frig, I didn't even add him on the list here. Anyway. Okay, so it picks up after Ocarina of Time, which I like. Now, he's going through the forest, and he runs into Skull Kid. Or he runs into somebody wearing the Majora's Mask, um, which looks like Skull Kid from Ocarina. So he gets off, and does he fall down like a pit? I can't remember how this goes. Does anybody no, remember the intro did. well? Skull, Skull, Skull Kid the horse, doesn't he? Yeah, right. Skull Kid knocks him off at Pona. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then uh, he drops his Ocarina... Skull Kid grabs it, and mm -hmm. he runs off to the woods and, like, chases them. Yeah. Right. And then how does he end up underneath the clock and clock? He falls yeah. in the head, right? Well, yeah, he uh, falls. Skull Kid turns him into the Deku scrub, and right. then he falls into this magical pit with Salvador Dali clocks and shit like that. And then <laughs> yeah. Basically, and then basically ends up on in Clock Town. Okay. Yeah, how does he get there? Because it's the game That's takes place question. in Termina. It's not in Hyrule. That, that is a, a very interesting question because, like, a lot of people are, are saying that term was it terminus or terminal? What termina or terminus? Termina. 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 Yeah. Um, is an, a parallel universe that okay. that is apparently. But but where does it ever say that in the game? I don't I did, know. I don't know what the game, but the official book does say it's a parallel universe. Oh, it does. This, this official yeah. book is garbage, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the word of Miyamoto himself. That's canon, is, then. That's canon. Yeah. Zelda canon is the worst <laughs> canon in the entire existence of the universe. Yeah. It he is so convoluted and pointless. Yeah, if that... we're not um... willing to blindly follow what somebody wrote, made up and wrote in a book, <laughs> then I don't know if I can be on this show. Yeah, I'm right with you. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'll just right now, Rob. I don't see parallel dimension anywhere. Well, maybe so. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very common. No, no, wait. It is there. It's it's in the uh, the uh, on the side where you see uh, Malin or whatever. It says a strange parallel world where many of the inhabitants look identical to the people of Hyrule. And what okay. do you got? What book is this that you're reading? The um the Hyrule Historia. Hyrule Historia. So if you got actually had that, I should have brought that. Um. So yeah, I guess you have to read that Bob to get it. Have ours out, so. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. But even uh... in the uh, sorry guys, but even in the uh, old one for the 3DS, like I have the the Nintendo Power Guide, and it says right in here that uh, the fairy, carelessly abandoned by the Skull Kid, who never thinks about how his actions affect others, reluctantly guides her new partner through a portal to a parallel world, wow. a world where everyone is a stranger, yet each look like the twin of someone Link has met in the home world of Hyrule. Confirmed. All right, yes. confirmed. There That's we go. official. That's Take official. That. That's Left. official. <laughs> wow, I'm still shocked. Sources. Yeah. So that answers that question then, because I couldn't figure out how the hell did we get to Termina. He was just walking around. But anyway, I still so, don't know how he got there. Well, like quite quite frankly, this is one of these things with the whole canon of Zelda that's added after the fact. I don't right, think they right. really thought about this at the time. I think I think the fans put more thought into the storyline of the Legend of Zelda than the actual developers do. That is fair. I think you're right. Because um, this Probably was right, yeah. these books were written way after. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull up the manual here and, and and just see if I can find it. 
But as a um, kid, I, I thought he just he just rode south. That's that's what I assumed. That was that, yeah, ex- that was exactly what I thought when I yeah. first played this as a child. Yeah, and then I, as I was playing it this time, I realized I woke up underneath the clock, and I'm like, how did I get here? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy night looking for Navi. Yeah, yeah, really strange. Like you're drunk, you know, out of his mind. Drinking some fairy juice. <laughs> that's it. Up. That's it. A lot of red juice going on. It just goes off into the woods. But yeah, so that's the intro. You get you run in the Skull Kid. He turns you into a Deku scrub, um, which was pretty cool to actually to the first time I seen it happen. A little freaky too. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being a kid that scaring the crap out of me yeah, when I hate it first it. came out, right? Like, yeah, yes. yeah. Even as an adult, that's scary. The, uh, the transition creepy. sound. Yeah. I can't. I hate putting the mask on because it's like he's screaming yeah. and his eyes are all bloodshot. And he's like grabbing his face. I Holy always skip fuck. it. I like. I just smashed the button to get past it because I can't stand here. <laughs> Me, too. No, Me too. Me yeah. too. Why did they have to make it so painful? Like, it's crazy. Well, it's worse yeah. when you think about the fact that these are, like, the deceased corpses of, of living individuals. Like, <laughs> right, that's just true. Yeah. Ah, so, so, it, yeah, I guess we should mention this is a dark and weird game <laughs> yeah. as we get started here. I've, I've always kind of like looked at it like Link's going all Hannibal Lecter on these dead corpses with the f- just skinning their faces off. And yeah. It's kind of strange. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It's kind of creepy. The, um, that, that raises a question. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about the ma- mask salesman. Real creepy. Uh, P1, why don't you describe that, uh, the mask salesman? Sure. So the mask salesman, uh, he's actually from Ocarina at time. He's in that game. But in this, he's the first person Link sees when he wakes up underneath the the clock tower in clock town uh honestly he's wearing a big backpack with a bunch of masks on there uh and he was the one who owned majora's mask and he he had collected it because he knew it was powerful and dangerous and he was sort of safekeeping it um skull kid stole it from him so uh he doesn't have a name he but he knows a, seems to know a lot about termina and uh, yeah so he uh, he says to link listen i see uh you've uh, met with a terrible fate uh meaning that you've been turned into a deku scrub and he tells him that if he can go to the skull kid and get Majora's mask back, uh, then he can make him back into his own self. So Link's like, okay, cool, that's my plan, I'll do that. And he runs off into Clock Town to track down Skull Kid and get back what he, th- he he's going to get back his ocarina, and it, and as well he's going to get uh, Majora's mask, so that uh, the mask salesman will turn him back into Link. Right. But, uh, yeah, when he gets to Termina, he's faced with uh, some frightening... Uh, some frightening truths. <laughs> yeah. What what a fucking creep bag that that character is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he is, if, especially like if you're watching the the, the cutscenes, the animations on his face, and he's talking to you because they don't show him moving fluidly. It's yeah. Like he, he he's smiling and then he's shocked and then he's like right in your face and it's like it's like watching a, a Japanese horror movie. Like he's creepier <laughs> than. The Ring and the Grudge combined, <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of Pee Wee Herman in there as well. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, like, you know he was a clock. He was. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> they, they they call him the the happy mask salesman, and I I always look at the word happy like ironic, like you would imagine like some gigantic guy named Tiny. They yeah. call him happy for the same reason because he is a miserable looking man. <laughs> know that he makes like Kylo Ren outbursts when by <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that he's actually based off of like Miyamoto. That's what he was designed after. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting, eh? <laughs> he he even well, he sort of looks like Miyamoto. Yeah, like that's who he's based on. It's crazy, it's right? Me now, man. Is that a yeah. Pikmin in his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> there is. 
<laughs> yeah, creepy stuff. He does have a Mario mask. He does, yeah. There's a Mario mask, yeah. yeah that's, that's Miyamoto for sure right there. We nailed it. Creepy stuff. Okay, so you run into the mask salesman. Then your first 72 hours start. You find out you have 72 hours before. Actually, he says he's going to leave in 72 hours. And that's sort of what starts the clock. But then you realize yeah. the moon is going to fall in 72 hours. Yes, you, you leaving is not the biggest thing. Yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> but this moon that's about to fall on us is a, is a whole other thing. So let's get your first impressions on the first 72 hours and the moon, the first time you see that moon. Um, let's go with Rob. What, what did you think when you're, for your first 72 hours? Man, I can't remember what it was like as a kid. I'm sure I was excited and, and I wanted to explore. But just thinking about it now and, and just seeing that creepy moon, it, that that's probably the biggest thing. And and like when you have to you have to get the moon to cry a tear, which is right. basically like a comet. I, I don't know. I find that really unsettling. And the, the, yeah. that whole thing is just kind of creepy. Otherwise, running around town and, and getting to know people is kind of cool. But since I was replaying it kind of wanting to get further, I was just more of me just waiting around. But yeah. the, the atmosphere can't be denied, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that you have to make you have to look up at the moon, which is creepy. It's got this big creepy grin on, um, and you have to make it cry a tear. Like it's, it's bizarre. Can I just in, in, uh, inject one thing? So sure. the the moon, which is like the uh, the main threat of this game, it's a big right. calamity. Every, every, it all it's like a meteor from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yet when you're playing uh, when you're playing a uh, Hyrule Legends or whatever it's called, the uh, the um, you know what I'm talking about the Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Thank Fantasy you. Warriors yeah, and and when you're when you're just you it's the ending of your your hookshot combo. You, yeah. you pass out the moon to do an AOE damage. Oh, that's it, hilarious! It, it, it takes away a little bit of threat of the moon. <laughs> I wish I had known that. I, it's a little <laughs> less threatening. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, even as I'm playing, um, I, I like I go to hookshot something and I have to tilt up, and then all of a sudden I'm like face to face with the moon. I'm like, oh, it still gets me every time. I'm like, oh god. I'd argue it's still there. better than the uh, the happy salesman, though. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Mm. A lot of so many creepy things in this game. Um, P one, well, how was your first seventy two hours? Did you get through seamlessly? Uh, the first time I played it, no, uh, I died. Uh, I was sad. I felt shame. Um, <laughs> the second time using the guide uh, went a little smoother, but uh, it's you walk out there and you're like, okay, it's a town. They're getting ready for this festival. The people are ready. And you're like, all right, so I got to go find Skull Kid. And you start sort of running around figuring out what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And you don't have the ability to slow the time. You don't have anything, really. Right. And it just feels so rushed. Even with the guide, I was like, oh, my fuck, oh, my fuck, oh, my fuck, oh, my fuck. That's my feeling. <laughs> That's like, right away. It's, it's panic. Panic. Yeah, panic. And even now, like, because uh, I'm at a point when I when I reset, to, uh, we're just talking about the first 72 hours of Anyway, yeah. So it's panic is, is, is the best word to use there. I yeah. for that left. It's because that's what you feel. It's like I gotta fucking get this done, or I'm gonna have to redo. And so, like, it's if you put yourself in the character, it's I gotta get this done, or I'm gonna die. And if, but if you think about it yourself, it's I gotta get this done, or I'm gonna have to fucking do all of this again. Yeah. <laughs> Both create very, panic. It's very oppressive the entire time. Like really, literally, yeah. Looking above you, and with the counter going on, and then not being able to save right away, and all that jazz. Yep. Yeah, and every now and then the controller shakes. Yeah, yeah the whole thing rumbles. That's right. Yeah, uh, especially whenever it starts counting down to like the next day, and the screen kind of slowly zooms in on you, yeah. kind of adding this little creepy effect. I don't know if it does that on the N sixty four ones. I've, I haven't played that. I'm one. I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna forget if I don't say it right now. When that happens, um, 
There's a temple later on. You have to line up these square blocks to get to. It's the last temple. If you have those square blocks lined up and it switches to the next day, those square blocks will go back to their original positions and you have to do it again for no reason. Oh, oh bug. I had that happen to me. I was frustrated. Um, I wouldn't have mentioned this later, so I'm happy you brought that up. Is that a version? Did you play? I was playing on the 3DS version. So it did it in the 3DS version. Okay. Yeah. You would think that would be something they might have fixed. You would yeah, think. really. <laughs> All right, Hodge, how about you? Your first 72 hours. Yeah, uh, I didn't make it. I had to redo it myself. But yeah, like like we were already saying, panic. Like the second it starts and you're like, okay, I got to do this quick. Go, I got to go. get through, find this, find that. And it just, I don't know, panic and, and running around and going, okay, I got to go quick, go right. here, go there, trying to navigate your way around town. The second time I too used the guide, um, I wouldn't play the game any other way than having that guide by my side. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff that you can miss out yeah. or... Um, Take take a wrong turn here, wrong turn there, and, and it just. I agree. It, it, you would have to dump hours and hours into this game if you didn't have a guide, and and probably replay that first seventy two hours. I don't know how many times, but it would be ridiculous. The uh, and you know what the funny thing is, this is the start of a Zelda game. <laughs> and <laughs> normally, yeah, it's supposed to be okay. Easy is the start. Right. Okay? We'll get progressively get harder. <laughs> and, and I will you... say, after that first seventy two hours. It's you that uh, that panic is gone. Right, you have control now. You have uh, a way of dealing with with your exactly. panic. Yeah. It's it's a good especially, thing you mentioned. Uh, sorry, Rob. Um, it just, uh, especially as, like a very first time player, when you right. know you're used to Ocarina of Time, and then you move over to this, and then you're trying to be a little more leisurely about your introduction as you would play, you know, any right. other Zelda game. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh yeah, no, by the way, there's a time limit you have to deal with. <laughs> it's it's so hard to just be prepared for that right. if you've never played the game before. Yeah, well, that's, that's something so you said that uh, I wanted to bring up later that I would have forgot is uh, when with Link in this game, he starts out with the spin attack, with the uh, Hylian shield, with an actual sword. So it feels less like a start from fresh Zelda and more True. like uh, not quite to the extent of saying he has to be stripped of all of his abilities, but he goes knowing you go in playing that he's already a bit experienced, and I think the expected players probably are a little bit more experienced huh. as well. This being a sequel, that's a good connection. I like that. That's good thinking. I never thought about because you don't have to obtain that uh, the circle slash thing. Yeah, good point. Um, but you do need a guide for the game. I, I think I agree with with. I don't. I want to just mention that like Hodge is right. Like you need the the guide to really enjoy this game. Here's the thing. I got well. Hold on. I want Left to tell me about his first seventy-two hours first. Yes. Oh, it's pretty pretty much the same as everybody. Um, stressful, anxious, yeah. just <laughs> this strange feeling of dread trying to get right. through it. Now, when when I played through it, like I I got through it relatively easily. But this is because I've at least played through the intro of this game four or five times in the past couple of years. So I kind of know the intro very well. Um, but I I agree with everyone that. Especially when I got to part parts later on, I fortunately have my girlfriend who is a walking dictionary in this game, so she can pretty much nice. walk me through anything. Um, but there's so many parts where I would have had no idea what I was doing. Right on. Okay. So um, that's a good point. Is once you know it, it's it's easy. But the fact that anxious and uh, you know worried, those are the words that you're describing of the intro of is that like that blows my mind. Not, and... not the best way to start off a game. <laughs> See, right, I disagree. Right. I think it's great. I think it gets right. you in the mood for that whole game. Because I think this whole game is about like that. a survival horror game. It kind maybe, of is. Maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> Definitely maybe. more than Luigi's Mansion. Sadie <laughs> would agree. <laughs> would. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show that they had one year to make this a different game than Ocarina and. 
just hearing how you're describing the start of it, I think they sort of accomplished it. Um, and also, well, Mejia look the exact same though. Right, they look the same, <laughs> but feel completely different. It looks a little better thanks to the mighty expansion pack. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's favorite. <laughs> um, and just as a side note, I have the original manual from the original game here, and it says, "Welcome to Termina. This is kind of sorry. This is a kind of parallel world." That is similar to and yet different from the land of Hyrule. That is so kind of. It's kind yeah. of a world. This is a kind of in a parallel world. <laughs> yeah, I guess. This is a kind of parallel world. So that's that. So okay. not to be taken well, seriously. <laughs> yeah. What I um, should say is welcome to Termina. Uh, it's not really important where this is. Play the game. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy anyway. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah. I, based on, on everybody's experience, like, and it seems, you can hear everybody echoing. The same, you know, yeah. panic, anxiousness, rush. I could definitely see how somebody wouldn't like this game. Yeah, you would put it in and start playing and be like, "Fuck that!" Like I don't. I could understand. I could. I one hundred percent understand somebody going. I don't want to play a game feeling like I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know so I mean? true. Like I, so I get that. But if you if you do take the the time <laughs> to oh to get yeah. through that first seventy two hours. <laughs> What a reward! It's, yeah. it's so rewarding, and that's and why it, I'm happy that this was this was was the Zelda chosen because um, any other Zelda would have been great too. Like I wanted to play Awakening again, would have been awesome. But this game really deserves this kind of look at it that you know everybody passed on when they were uh, younger. Let's give it another try and see if there's a reason why. And I think we've cracked the reason why, and now we get to experience it for what it should have been back then. Yeah, um, Kevin made a good point on the forums, and it's that. Um, if this wasn't a Zelda game, if this was another game, if this was Dark Cloud, you know what I mean? If this was right. some new character that they came up with and just used the Ocarina um, engine for, would people still be talking about it today? And I don't, uh, I don't think they would. No, I don't think so. Either. Cult classic, I bet you. I bet you people would look back, and a small group would be like, "This game's the right. best. It's underrated." Right. This would be Eternal Darkness on the N64. Exactly. It, it wouldn't have gotten, you know, a 3DS re-release, you know. <laughs> People would not still yeah. be talking about it. You're right. It would have a niche cult fall. A small fall. group, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Seiji and like a dozen of his closest friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Left girlfriend and that'd be it. <laughs> All right. So another thing I wanted to point out. So at the end of these 72 hours, you find out that um, you have to go on this quest to free these four guardians, essentially. Um, and you realize there's no Triforce. Your objective of the game isn't to collect the Triforce. It isn't to save Zelda. Um, yeah, no, kind of weird. keep the happy mask, Zelda, from stabbing you in the face. Right. <laughs> you go there without the Majora's Mask, and you're right. like, I got my own computer. He's like, okay, cool, play this song. You take your scrub thing, comes off. It's a mask you carry. It. Awesome. Now I'll take the mask you got for me, and you're like, I don't have it. He's like, what? <laughs> and then he, started, he starts twitching. He's like, yeah. you got to get it back. You told me you were going to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts itching himself or scratching himself. Yeah. What's going on here? But yeah, so no Triforce, no Zelda. The madness. It's it's crazy. It, Zelda but, is in the name. Let me say, like, that's what makes the best Zelda game, i.e. Link's Awakening, so good. That it's not on those exact tried and true formulas, which are great, but sometimes it's nice to take a break from that and let Link be something else it's true it's so true and i love Link's awakening and this is just another example of that and actually actually i think the name of it was called Z zelda gaiden i think was yeah. the project name which just yeah, means side, side story right so a side quest yeah so this is uh you know true to its name 
So let's talk a bit about uh, the characters in the game now that we have kind of an understanding of where it takes place and everything. Um, your main character, you have Link. Epona is back, your horse from Ocarina of Time. Um, let's talk a bit about the two fairies. Uh, it's Tattle and Tail, I'm assuming is how it's pronounced. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything to say about them? Rob, what did you think about the two uh, the two fairies? Uh, kind of annoying. Like, well, she has a little bit of an attitude just joining me as Link when she's the reason I'm in that situation. So right. I, I don't like her already. I don't like Navi. I don't like any she of the fairies. She forces herself upon you. Yeah, she's basically like, really? I'm coming with you. Yeah, true. I don't true. want you to be with me. She yeah. was less no annoying than Navi, though. That true. is true. A lot less annoying. There was really? no, hey, listen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How about you listen, Navi? <laughs> yeah, definitely an improvement, I think, in that case. But yeah, I was pissed too when she was, you know, pretty much being a, a jerk at the start, and then all of a sudden she's your z-targeting or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how that worked. Um, let's talk a bit about the Skull Kid. P1, what did you think about the Skull Kid? Uh, he's uh, he's creepy, and uh, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I like that he's because he's you know what I mean. He's mischievous. He's he's not even evil. He just seems to be evil. You know what I mean? And it's because of the mask, but. The mask itself is creepy. He's sort of like a, like a scarecrow look going on. That's creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And on the the 3DS, the load screen, it's a black screen with him dancing in front of the moon in the bottom corner. Fucks me up. <laughs> he's kind of a sad character too, because you know yeah. his whole motivation for the way he's acting is because he felt abandoned by his his big friends. Right. Yeah. yeah he sort of picked on. You and... see that cutscene there at the tree, and right. he's like sitting by himself underneath a log, and it's raining. <laughs> yeah, real depressing. Yeah. yeah, his parents won't let him get ice creams at summertime. Yeah. Oh <laughs> boy, yeah. jerks. He's not allowed to have water balloons because his dad says it's going to ruin his lawn. <laughs> That's <laughs> also happened to you guys. Is this getting real? <laughs> no, this is this is somebody. Uh, this is Kevin from <laughs> Retro Fantango. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. We feel so bad for you, buddy. Um. So yeah, Skull Kid. Um. For for those of you listening, Skull Kid is sort of the main antagonist, I guess you could say. He puts this mask on, Majora's mask. Um, it gives him overwhelming power. He can't control it. It sort of ends up controlling him. And he's pulling the moon down to consume everything is essentially what it comes down to. Um, so, yeah, he's one of those uh, antagonists that shouldn't be one, but is sort of forced into the role. Um, yeah, what did uh, – Hodge, what did you think of Skull Kid being the antagonist? Yeah, I mean, I don't even – I don't even know if he would say he's the true antagonist of the game. Right. He's I mean, really he's just He's just kind of – there, as everybody's already said, um, he just wants to be accepted, I guess, and he hopes that this power is going to make people like him better, I guess, and right. the fairies come along and kind of hang out with him after that and try to guide him on the right path, and I guess he just gets a little misguided. Yeah. Yeah, and and you think that he's just a little jerk, and then you end up sort of feeling for him as time goes on. Well, there was something later on in the game where – I can't remember where it was, but it says forgive your friends or whatever. There was right. something that, Later that's on, right. right? So yeah. Well, his, right. So his friends were the weird giant guys, and and they left to go to the four corners of Termina, and then he felt like pissed that they left them, or sad, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, he was alone. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of weird. Why was he friends with them? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, those those things are creepy. Here's, here's where it doesn't make any sense though, because Skull Kid came from the the parallel or the universe of Hyrule, right? But he knows these four creatures that live in the parallel universe of Termina. So there's there's 
very big inconsistencies with his character. It's like, he likes to, uh, you know, he goes to the Lost Forest and then he's just chilling in Terminator. It doesn't seem it just kind of easy. This has happened. It's just no big deal. You know, I think I remember not liking him in Ocarina too. If I think about it, correctly. I hated him in Ocarina. Yeah, so maybe he is an Ocast <laughs> for a good fuck, reason. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Sympathy for Skull Kid. <laughs> okay, um. Get your log, you little brat. <laughs> Holy poor Skull Kid. Alright, um. Left, well. Uh, we turned on him quickly. We did. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> Left, what did you think of Tingle? Oh, jeez, Tingle. Um, what a character. You kind of yeah. look like him. <laughs> Thanks, so describe Rob. him. Describe him to us. Well. You wearing a, you wearing a green onesie right now? <laughs> all day every day nice um, but uh no T tingle as a character is he, he's his only role i think in the game is to be the map salesman like i don't know i didn't get far enough that he does anything other than sell you maps no, um, that's about it, that's it. so <laughs> personally curious why he's even talked about because like who cares about the guy who sells you maps i know hey i don't know i think See, why is he a big he's... deal because he's in hyrule warriors he was added into that game yeah, um, yeah. i just i don't he had his own thing yeah. right in um in wind waker too he was in wind waker too yeah well he yeah. had games released in japan he's had a yeah. couple ds games in japan right so, oh wow he's got a big following there i believe I, I... I think he represents otakus, and maybe that's why people like him. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he describes himself as a 35-year-old guy who's still waiting for his fairy to come, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he, he is a fairy, isn't he? Oh, no, that's right. No, he's yeah, he's like, right. He's, he's a, a kokiri, basically. Yeah, he's kokiri. A fairy, just like yeah. Link was yeah. in of, of Ocarina so he kind of mirrors like Link because you know Link at the beginning of Ocarina he he was waiting for his fairy and then he kind of grew up and realized hey I'm not actually a Kokiri like the rest of these people and right. it's kind of the same thing with Tingle but it's less hero of time and more I sell maps to people and I'm slightly overweight so they yeah. kind of like took this complete <laughs> polar opposite of but the same basis between the two which I kind of find kind of funny you just Why, know that yeah. he plays Pokemon Go oh you know it <laughs> That's why he's That's up in that balloon. He's floating around in the balloon. Exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a grown, he's a grown man who dresses up as his favorite characters and wishes he was one. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so that's Tingle. His dad's name, too, is worth mentioning that his father is in, yes. in yeah. the game. Yeah. He's he's where? Uh, he's in he's the like Woodfall area. The swamp area. I think he's yeah, the, 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 he's goat, the, the boat stuff. Yeah, the boat guy, the guy who leads oh, the boat. I oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. You give he actually mentions him, and he gives you a heart piece. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. That guy's yeah, pretty he tough. He at one point. He's like, where's my son at? He's 35 years old. He should be here with me. Working fucking at loser. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually, I think that's a direct quote. I think he calls him a fucking loser. Yeah, I think <laughs> That's the that must be the N sixty four version. Not, not much got edited out of that one. Yeah, not as censored. Not, not as censored. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, the other things I wanted to mention right quick were those four guardians. They're not uh, characters per se, but they're they're who you're trying to save. Um, they look like like giant noses with arms and legs. I guess. Yeah. They're like the a bunch of bodocks. Hilarious. Yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> um, Haji, what did you think of uh, the guardians? Yeah, and they made that weird like. Uh... It's like a trumpeting noise almost right. or something when they're like singing their song to you. And yeah. Yeah, they're uh, very bizarre looking, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. They scared the shit out of me as a kid. They are creepy, man. <laughs> they are creepy. Yeah, I don't remember them really being scary, just more um, odd, I think, was the yeah. word. 
when they're talking to you because it's like like you said it's like a like an organ or something is yeah their, is their voice that used to scare me yeah <laughs> they're just um, too unsettling looking they're just so weird yeah. they're heads and arms yeah on on a nose yeah and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah really strange stuff um so those are the four guardians um was there any other characters in the game that anybody wanted to mention I'm sorry. I just wanted. Well, sorry. I'm gonna go. No, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you said you mentioned Epona, and we kind of skipped over that. I think that's a good reason you skipped over it. I found Epona useless. I don't know about everybody else, but pretty much I use her to jump over that wall the once. Yep. And then it was the bunny ears and flying around after that, or rolling around. Yeah, rolling. That seemed to work well too. They they give you a lot of ways around using Epona, so it was like getting her was necessary for one area, and then kind of just fucked off with it. And that's okay. Yeah, that was my experience too. All right, cool. Uh, I I just want to mention the fact that Twin Rova is like the uh, magic potion and boat tour ladies. So it's kind of weird seeing those bosses from the Ocarina in this world. They're just uh, crazy old hags who sell you potions. Oh, good point. I didn't even think of that. Those are the ones. From uh, the Desert Temple? Was it? Yeah, yeah, they, they turn into, yeah. they fuse into one. Right, I forgot all about them. Yeah, and they wanna, show up. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about any one character individually, but I, I'd like to talk about the fact that, so in your first 72 hours, it's such a mad rush that all you're thinking about is, I gotta get to Skull Kid, I gotta get my Karina back, I gotta get this fucking mask off. But then after that <laughs> slows down, uh, you start talking to the people of Clock Town more, and finding, you know, like, they're, they're just people. They're just there doing their jobs. And the fucking moon is about to completely eradicate everything right. they know. <laughs> and it's like, I want to help them because I'm obviously deep down at, at heart a good person. And I don't think that mm. we should have an annual purge. Um, so I, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm playing video games. So uh, it's, uh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So like I'm walking around, I'm talking, I'm getting to know them, I'm finding other stories. And each one of them has a certain pattern they do each day. So it's different. So you can see them getting closer and closer to the end, and you just want to scream at them, run, like, get out of here. I mean, who gives a fuck if you build this, this platform in the middle? You know what I mean? And you got the, the mayor there, and the, the two guards are like, like the, the thing, the festival has to go on. And the other guys are like, the fucking moon is falling. The moon is falling. And it's just, you, you talk to them, and you, you try and help them. And even if you go through and you complete some of the, the, the tasks in there, like, you get your bomber's notebook and you complete the tasks, you're like, Yes, I did that. You know, I gave that hand in the in the in the toilet. I gave him some paper to wipe his ass. But <laughs> then you reset the day, and it's like you didn't do that. Never so happened. When you when you do help them, like when you do, you're like, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, trying to think of a really good example. Uh, the witch, uh, the who's hurt in the in the woods. You go and give a potion to help her. Yeah. Like after you reset the day, that never happened. She's still laying on the ground in the woods, hurt. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah I really wanted. To, I wanted to to mention that because in the uh, that's the big thing when you finish that game and you uh, save the world from the moon, all those side stories that you you don't do on your last playthrough. I mean, log- like logically, you reset to the first day, so you have enough time. You're not doing all those tasks. So in the canon, you very likely at least at least half those people are miserable or depressed. I mean, yeah, they're alive, but are they really living? Yeah. Well, that well, monkey's not alive. Right. That yeah, monkey's here, here, dead. Yeah, the monkey's dead the as fuck. Well. <laughs> the well, monkey yeah. was what brought this on to me. I thought this exact same thoughts, being like, well, what happens to the monkey? I saved yeah. him. Now he's just going to die. Yeah. Um, I'm told by my benevolent girlfriend that <laughs> at the end of she the game, uh, <laughs> at the end of the game, that everything that you, at least main story-wise, that you righted is corrected 
um, after the three days. So I don't the, know monkey, that's not the monkey is saved. I, that's what she tells me, and I will believe her. You know what? <laughs> that's a, a liar. Sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make a comparison between this and, and the amazing movie Groundhog Day, which I'm sure you, <laughs> most of you have seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Groundhog Day is like one of the best movies ever, and, and I like that. Uh, there's this nice parallel. They kind of this is like the move. This is like the licensed adaptation of Groundhog Day. <laughs> I like and that. They did actually, a good job. they did a great job. That's not a bad. I never even thought about that. That is so true. Really, you're reliving it over and over, trying to make it better and better. And Link becomes more and more powerful because he retains his memories and learning just everything. Like Bill yeah. Murray, did. just like Bill Murray. Stronger and stronger. But instead of using it to get into somebody's pants, he's using it to save the world. <laughs> that's and right. Stop a fairy. Don't forget. Right. That's true. You didn't, you didn't use it to hook up with the twin dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I dug them up with uh, Malin only, guys. Oh boy. All right. I like Malin too. Moving on. Moving yeah, on. <laughs> all right cool well yeah i think that's all the characters then was there anything any other characters we forgot the moon yeah the moon is itself is a character i suppose what's the backstory of the moon um i don't know that's where i'm when assuming you get... it's converted is it not because of majora's mass power or whatever right well i was being sarcastic with the moon but actually majora's we didn't talk about the mass what is up with yeah. that mass? yeah where did the mass come from did they ever really say why doesn't it, it corrupt? Was used by an ancient tribe in uh, rituals. Yeah, oh. that's that's about all we get from it. It just says in the Hyrule Historia, it just says a sinister mass that was used for incantations long ago. We can oh. infer. What do you guys think the mask was used for? I don't know. It's <laughs> some kind uh, of control. The bad moon. shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was that mask was used for bad shit. The mask, you know the what? Mask design is fucking awesome, though. It is very, very, very yeah, iconic. A local very awesome. person who actually makes masks, and they make that one. And uh, oh, I was going to get cool. one for his birthday. Oh. But now I've spoiled it, so he's but not going to. Now his birthday's in two weeks. That's all right. You've got me enough. Thank you. Thank you. The big 3-0. Oh, and one more thing about uh, okay, 30. Yeah, well, I'm 32, <laughs> so I feel you. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Majora's Mask, do you guys, if you guys watch Adventure Time, when he's in his uh, incantation form, he looks like Ricardio. I have not seen it. Oh, someone out there listening. Boom, boom, boom. I wish I had. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was going to mention is that moon. Because the, the last fight, um, you're in the moon, I guess? I think so. Get sucked up in it. And then there's that weird plane, like green hill with a tree at the top. What is all that stuff? What's going on? I imagine it's probably like metaphysical or something. Yeah, it's very anime-ish, right? Like, and what are all those kids doing there, playing with their masks? And... You're in the subconscious of the uh, mask salesman. Yeah, because well, when you go up to one of those kids, one of the kids is like, hey, are, are you going to become a mask salesman because you got so many masks? And I'm like, this is getting deep. Like, I don't, <laughs> Am I going to be the next mask? I don't know. <laughs> it was strange. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they are. Is the mask salesman Link grown up? Oh, oh shit! Man. Oh man, I can't handle this. I <laughs> Damn, can't. we gotta move on. Like, is this is this Back to the Future two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. But yeah, when that kid said, "Are you gonna be a mask salesman?" I was like, "I do have a lot of masks." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's... I, I suppose I could. Yeah, how, how many you, rupees you, you got on you? <laughs> Some of your masks. 
Yeah, and then uh, they like uh, you know, like a Dreamcast collection or something. Along <laughs> that I would sell the shit out of that Dreamcast mask. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, then that same kid, he's like, "Do you want to give me some of your masks?" And you can give them to them. But what what is the point of that? Does anybody know? Yeah, Fierce Deity's mask. That's how you get it. Okay, so you have to give him every single mask to get at that point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I did not do. And it. that's like the that best mask. Of the game. But you're giving up everything you've. It's earned. the end of the game. You don't get. To I know. Like, play around know, but but it's still kind of one of those things where it's just like hey i earned all this stuff by playing the game oh here you go i get to lose it all now it just it feels it feels bad to to have to give away yeah. all the items you just spent the last how many hours collecting but think yeah. of them being fused in the one super mask Ooh. yeah i get it you you exchange 20 that's things cool. for one you know yeah that's awesome so you, gave, you gave away your 20 garbage dreamcast yeah masks, right and you and now you're four masks <laughs> 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 When it's broken down like that, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm assuming we'll okay. get into the more mass stuff later. We are. But yeah. just briefly, is the giant's mask used anywhere else in the game except for where you use it? I think just there. And in fact, I think the description even says you can only use this in one room. Okay. <laughs> I think at, uh, the 3DS version. I might be wrong with this. I, I think I read it. Doesn't it give you like a minor like strength boost if you're wearing it outside of the the temple, but you don't I grow it? I couldn't even put it on. Okay, yeah. I must wrong that. I must have misread that. Okay, no problem. All right. So with that said, let's get actually let's get into the gameplay mechanics then. Okay, so the gameplay it pretty much well let's face it it's made on the Ocarina of Time engine, so Link controls pretty much just like you would imagine him from. Ocarina of Time. Um, I'm just curious, what version did you guys play? I played the 3DS one. Uh, Hodge, what did you play? I was 3DS as well. 3DS and P1, you were as well. Yeah. And Lef, how about you? Yeah, I played on 3DS. And Rob, you said you were N64? I originally played on the N64, and for the Cartridge Club this month, I played it on 3DS. Okay, right on, right on. Wow, so a lot of 3DS. This game must have got a lot of love on 3DS. I don't know how the sales were on it, but that's all but I ever hear people say. They pushed it really hard with the... I got the uh, XL, which doesn't come with the game for some odd reason. The Majora's yeah. Mask uh, 3DS XL. The new 3DS XL doesn't right. come with the game, but that was sold out in Canada, at least, within, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, I think, yeah. online. Same with the... Uh, like me. Well, P1 has that one, too, but we also got the Skull Kid version with the little figurine. Oh, yeah, that... Like, yep. that that's a great out. figurine. That's sold oh, that's out in, like, awesome. two minutes. I actually unboxed it and opened it so I could play the 3DS version. <laughs> oh, nice. that's awesome. It's, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got it yeah. stacked right here next to my Dreamcast games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think I think nostalgia is a big reason why I pushed this. I think a lot of people remember wanting to be into it, but never really got into it. Yeah. And now they're older now, and it's it's cool to be into that the Black Sheep game. Right. It's so funny how they used that to really push this, and I'm so surprised at how successful it was. Like, that's, that's well, like, cool. there was there was a huge movement like for this yeah. game just to get made. Like everybody like it's oh, yeah, that's game. True. Yep. Like. Anuma put hints and you know uh, <laughs> tips of the hat to it in other games that were made, like uh, the Majora's Mask on the wall in uh, in Link's uncle's house in uh, A Link Between Worlds. Oh yeah, uh, right. And right. The hand in the toilet in Skyward Sword, and uh, <laughs> there was uh, there was a, uh, he wore a Majora's or Reggie wore a Majora's Mask pin on stage for one of the E3s. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it was like like they really wanted this, but the fans were like screaming, they were uh, foaming at the mouth for this game. And, 
Yeah. It's like when you when you're like you ask me like, oh, why do you want this game so bad? Is it that good? They're like, no, I hated this kid. What the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. Like, yes, Nintendo, make a giant wooden spoon and give it to my father and make him angry. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one amongst you guys who actually played and liked the original game, or the game when it first came out. Yeah, I think I'm chopping it up to the uh, iron content in the water over there in the island. Uh, <laughs> I didn't grow up, so that doesn't hold up. <laughs> oh man, but that's that's uh, that's funny that you are the only one here that because uh, because now we all love the game, man. None of us here really don't like it, right? Well, let's let's uh... be real here. <laughs> <laughs> at Sorry, that man. age, I, I could get like one game every month or two, so I was stuck True. playing it no matter what. But I, I was coming off the high of Ocarina, so I wanted to play Majora's Mask. Fair enough, mm. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah, I am surprised at how well this 3DS release did. Um, but let's take, talk a bit more about the time mechanic, because it really sort of is what the whole game is based around. What it is, is you can play the game pretty much, what is it, 72 minutes at a time without without adjusting the time either slower or yeah. to reverse it um and after those 72 minutes it all resets you get to keep any key items you had or um if you destroyed a boss you that boss you can then warp to but he's still back alive after those 72 hours um it's really strange but after you beat the boss you release one of the four guardians and you have to get all four guardians at some point in time um so yeah the 72-hour mechanic. Uh, P1, just in general, what did you think about it in general? And uh, tell us maybe some of your experiences. Uh, at first, it was frustrating. It was like, yeah, come on. Um, yeah. Why am I constantly having to restart this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, then it was I, – I actually really enjoy it, and I find that it, it makes me want to get involved more in the side quests because it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take three days, and I'm going to do – I'm going to finish off the – Geku scrub side quest, you know, or mm. I'm going to finish off the, the lottery booth side quest. And you're like, okay, three days, do the side quest, get reset, go back to the beginning. And then you can either carry on with the story. Like, you, you, it sort of gives you that freedom. And it's nice because it allows you, it's not just, they're not just people standing in one spot in Clock Town. They're, like I mentioned earlier, they're going through their schedule, their three day schedule. And each individual person has their own story. And you can follow each one through to completion, and they all need help with stuff, and you can help them out. Um, and I really like that. And and I do like the fact that, you know what, it does add a sense of urgency. Yeah. Uh, I can't just go fuck around out in the terminal field and then go, okay, you know what, it's time to time to go to a temple now. It's uh, you're like, okay, i got to restart my, my time. And it's like, well, fuck. Even, <laughs> or even like if you're in a temple and you're like, okay, I've got I'm, – I'm nearing the boss fight, but it's, it's already day three. You know what I mean? It's noon. Like, fuck. Am I, should I restart and try and get through all this again? Like, I, I, I do. I like the uh, like the um, time mechanic, and I do think that it adds something to it, and it makes the side questing more uh, attractive to me than yeah. say if it didn't exist. I that think, was uh, me. Sorry, that was me in the Woodfall Temple. Um, not uh, really paying attention to my time mechanic, and it was getting down to the wire, and I'm fighting the boss, and I literally, oh. I think I beat the boss with 59 seconds to go. Holy and I'm crap. like, oh, I did it, awesome. And then it cuts to the scene where you need to put the uh, princess in the jar and get her back. And I'm like, I only got a minute to do this. I can't do it. So <laughs> having to restart the day over, I was so upset. But I mean, I whipped through that temple the second time, no problem after that, so... Right. I mean, it's got its pros, it's got its cons. So, if you've uh, 
Actually, you know what? I never saved that uh, that monkey. I never. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess technically bad you don't guy. Have to, do you? Yeah, you don't. No, you don't. It just leads you to a. a no, you don't have to save another mask. Less. Yeah, you don't have to save less girlfriends because he saves himself when you beat the game. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, you have to shit off that game. <laughs> Saves himself. Uh, I like Left's girlfriend uh, philosophy. I like that a lot. Um, now I don't feel so bad. But yeah, um, person. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, but carry on there, Hodge. What else? Did you, what did you think about the time mechanic in general? Um, yeah, no. I, you know what? It was different, and I think that's why I did enjoy it. It wasn't the same recipe as the other games, right? right, um, right. I would go out, like everybody or, or people I'm saying there, and I would go and collect uh, a bunch of uh, money, right? Rupees. Go collect a ton of rupees, go back, deposit it in my bank, right. and then start my day over. Go back out, I kind of do that sometimes. And you go off on your side quest. Okay, I want to get at least four heart pieces so I can get myself another heart before I go into the next dungeon. Nice. Okay, what are those ones that I can go and do? Let's go complete those. And then always make sure, okay, go to the bank, deposit my money, restart <laughs> my day, play the song, slow time down, okay, and let's go into my next temple. Yeah, I've been there. I actually had a few times where I forgot to deposit those rupees. And the second you hit yes, that's the first <laughs> thing you look at is those rupees. And you're like, no. <laughs> and then you watch them drain. It's like, oh. <laughs> but uh, that's a good point. This helps keep your focus, really. You can focus, all right, this time I'm going to go do this. This time I'm going to do that. Um, it gives you a, a sense of focus. Most Zelda games are very open. You go and explore. And that's, that's probably the biggest complaint is people feel like they couldn't explore. They couldn't take the time to look around. Um, but the time is there. It's just divided differently, I guess you could say. Um, once you find that song to to slow half the slow time to half speed, uh, what a difference it makes! You pretty much have all the time in the world with that. Point. That helps so much. Like, Does it? Once ever. you get that, it's just a big weight lift off your shoulder, and yep. you can go ahead and, and kind of slow down and take your time a little bit more. Yeah, it really does help. I actually did it by mistake the first time I did it, and that's how I got it. I was super happy. Um, <laughs> I, at first, I thought I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna like speed up time. I'm I'm, I'm screwed." But no, it was the opposite. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I like the time mechanic as well. Um, Lef, I want to hear from you, my man. What did you think about the time mechanic? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll agree with everyone in terms of like the three days and how it kind of sets up the side quest and sets up how people, and you can really see, you know, oh, you know, on the second day, this particular character is going to be here. So right. it, it does kind of make the world feel alive, which is a good, a good thing. Now, that's probably the only thing I do like about it. Otherwise, it's just, it's too tedious. I was also in the same position as Hodge where I would pretty much, you know, a minute left in <laughs> the um, Woodfall Temple and then I just had to hightail it out of there. And I hate that feeling where yeah. I, I'm not like a, a completionist by any means, but I like to do everything I, I feel like I can do. And especially when it comes to gathering, what I found to be one of the most important things to do in the, te the temples uh, was to get the fairies. And I always felt such a time crunch that, oh, I'm on my third day. I still have this many fairies to find in this yeah. goddamn temple. So <laughs> I was always feeling so, so rushed. And I it just it kind of made the, the whole game experience kind of leave this bad taste in my mouth that no matter what I was doing, I was rushing. I was never taking the time I would like to take right. and kind of enjoy the game, essentially. I felt like I was speedrunning the game no matter how you enjoy it. <laughs> That's true. Um, and those fairies, you're right. That is really what takes up the time in those temples. 
finding those friggin' fairies. I only ever completed the first one. I, I got yeah, 14 well, in the second one, and I was like, oh. The rewards from the fairies were better than most of the other rewards in the game, so I That's felt true. like I needed them, So because that did give me a lot of fun on getting the rewards from the fairies, but sometimes I was just like, well, is this really worth it? Because it was just taking up too much time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sort of uh, risk-reward back and forth. Yeah, My, yeah. I um I, I did the first temple. I got those fairies. It doubles your uh, magic bar. Huge help throughout the game. Yeah, that's the only one I did as well. Yeah, and I don't know what you get for the rest of them. Does do you guys know? The second one at least gives you uh, a bigger sword spin. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, I yeah. know the one of the la later ones was a uh, fairy sword itself. Oh. But apparently, apparently it's harder to uh, – it does more damage, but I think it's a slower attack. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the fairy sword, to my knowledge, is similar to, like, the Begoron blade from Ocarina of Time, where it's oh. it's bigger, it's stronger, but it's slower. I loved the Begoron sword. It made you um, feel like Cloud playing Legend of Oh, <laughs> now, now you're talking. i got to get into that. i got to get that. <laughs> Some of those fairies, I didn't know how to reach them. My hookshot wouldn't get them. I didn't know how to get them down. Do you ever try wearing your fairy mask? Oh, does that bring them to you? Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. wear the fairy yeah. mask oh, and draws my. them in to you. I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that's gonna be great for the next week's episode of Bonus Barrel. I'm gonna bring that up because that is our topic. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I love it. All right, cool. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, okay, Rob, what about you, buddy? What did you think about the time mechanic? So I think uh, mechanically and thematically, it's a really strong. Uh, strong i guess mechanic uh <laughs> i like that it's it's great i mean it it just everything about this game fits the cycle of of i guess starting over and death and all that stuff and i think that it's cool that you can reverse time and and slow down time and well just manipulate i think you become the real master or real hero of time in majora's masks than even in the uh ocarina of time huh, uh, that point said though i do find it extremely stressful when you're when you're down to the last minutes uh, and when it, when you're on the last, even when you're on the last day, and you know you still have like an hour left with the slow version, right. uh, I do find that that can be stressful, and, and I don't like feeling too stressed. But I, I like, I don't know, I feel like I'm willing to make it make that sacrifice for the game to feel uh, the way it does and to get its point across. Uh, and but it, but it's a pain in the ass that you have to to find those those hidden songs on your own. Like you can do them immediately, but it, it comes back to if you don't have a guide, I think this game is a little might be a little bit too frustrating, and that might be a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's funny that everybody here is really uh, pushing the guide because it really <laughs> does make a big difference. I played without the guide, but I, there are so many things I didn't get, and I know I would probably never. I'd have to really sit down and play for months to get everything yeah. because, oh, man. Like some the of those fairies, things, right? Like the fairies. I would have – and I had the fairy mask, and I still didn't know to do that. You know what I mean? Like, It's too bad that when she gives you the mask, it doesn't specifically say if you wear this mask, it'll bring fairies to you. I thought it said that like it would vibrate fairies. when you're near them or something, and I was like, oh, I don't care about that. I thought, I thought it meant the regular – like just the, the health fairies. I didn't even think about the other one. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so yeah. But yeah, so many things that – you, you really do. You almost need the guide for it. There's no doubt. It's like, I don't like having or feeling like I need to rely on a guide to get through a game. As a kid, I like buying the guides for the art, and yeah. so I would use them. But now as an adult, I don't play use the guides unless I really need to. So I don't like to say, oh, you should get the guide. It's a good thing. But in this game, I just kind of feel like you need it if you want to play it any reasonable length. Right, well, yeah. Like, and an example of that is when you go to the pirates, whatever the pirate area is, mm -hmm. You don't know you need four bottles minimum there. Oh, yep. boy, yeah. So that's, you get in, that's I where I quit. There, 
By the I way, that's had, exactly where I stopped playing this. Game. I think I had two bottles the first time I went in there, and it said, "Okay, well, there's only three left." I'm like, "Can I put two in one bottle?" Just <laughs> yes, <laughs> Cram them in there, yeah. That's, so it's that's like a, we were I, playing together. That's exactly what I tried to do. I tried to put more than one egg in the bottle, so I only had two. After that, I'm like, "Okay," I went back out, and I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go do another quest and find a bottle." Let's. Uh, bring my uh, guide up here where can i go get another bottle right yeah yeah I, I had a similar situation i had three bottles and that was it was still frustrating with three like oh frustrating having to go back and forth did you guys get that mask um there was a guy in there and you can it makes yes. it so nobody can see you like that's amazing right but i again i use the guide to get that okay and you know what with that mask it makes a lot of the stuff a little bit easier uh in the later on in the games it's worth it for sure i imagine i i was lucky i talked to one of those stones i had the uh, mask of truth on and it told me there's a guy in there and other than that i would not have uh... yeah see i didn't even get the mask of truth i don't even remember where that one was so. freak i don't even remember how i got it either to be honest <laughs> there's so many masks <laughs> actually you know what with that said let's get into um collecting and using the mask we can talk about like what are your favorite masks or maybe some of the side quests you did or did not like um Hodge, you go ahead you go first yeah, so the stone mask, that one, like you said, was amazing, especially um, later on, I can't remember the name of the bad guy, but the, the, the mummy things, where when you look at them, you're frozen. Yes, yes. Gibdo. Um, what are they called, sorry? Gibdo. Yeah, the Gibdo, Gibdo that's nice. right, yeah. So you just pop that mask on, um, and they don't see it, or I mean, there was like three other ones I think you can wear too, right? There was the captain's mask. Yeah, and the actual Gibdo mask. There was a right? Gibdo mask, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I love it. Just pop those guys on and just go beat the crap out of them, and they don't even touch you. Yeah, yeah, God love it. I never thought to use it for that. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's probably the stone mask is probably my favorite. Just it's easier to uh, to get around certain bad guys and just bypass them when you don't need to worry about attacking. Fair enough. How about although the main mask? How about the? Well, uh, that's what I was just going to say. Although yeah. going back to the the four main masks that you get, uh, I think the Goron is my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, fair uh, enough. I like turning into the rock and just rolling around. It uh, makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I loved when I first got that and flying through. That was before I had the bunny ears too, so I was so happy to have. See, that. I didn't get the bunny ears till later on. I had, I totally forgot that uh, they were an option to get them. I don't even know how I bypassed finding where they were, and. Um, I was talking to Kevin, and he told me about where to get them and that. So I went and got them, and they were a godsend after I got those. That is another thing. Like, um, even with the guide, the guide's awesome. But when you're just stumbling into things, it is rewarding. Like, when I got those bunny ears, you have to do, like, that's the one where you put the chicken mask on, right? And you walk around, and you yeah, get all yeah. the chickens. Yeah, you wear the Bremen mask, and you march in a circle, get all the right. cuckoos to uh, grow up into roosters. Right. I was hoping to get, like, a heart piece. When I got bunny ears, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is awesome. It completely changes the game. Um, yeah, that's probably, actually, that's probably my favorite mask right there is the bunny ears, I think. Yeah. And, and even just looking over the masks here now, so you get the one mask, which was the pig mask that's supposed to like, that. give you a better sense of smell. So I'm oh. assuming the only benefit to that is to go find the, there's something in the swamp where you can find something to give to the, uh, which is Mush it's mushrooms, I believe. Is that what it is? So it helps you yeah, find truffles. the mushrooms, the truffles. Yeah. And then you give those to the witches. But, like, that's the only use of that mask is that side quest, I guess, is to be able to make that. A few masks are like that, like useless masks right. otherwise. Um, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, you go ahead then, Rob. Oh, no, that's, that's it. For me. Okay. All right, how about you then, Rob? What were your favorite masks and your favorite side quest to get them or maybe least favorite? All right, well, my 
Favorite masks. I, I wrote down a few. As far as the main masks go, the Goron mask, obviously. Yep. Uh, Deku, I feel too weak, and I don't like swimming in games, so the Zora mask is kind of meh. Oh, I also, I, think, I feel like, yeah, and I feel like the Zora mask is trying too hard to be cool. You're not an adult Link. Don't pretend you're an adult Link. Um, <laughs> so my, my favorite mask, I'll say my very favorite mask to last, but other than, so, well, my, yeah, no. so my second favorite mask is the Fierce Deity's mask, for sure. Because you become adult Link, and as a kid, I only wanted to be adult Link. Yeah, um, actually, shoot. tell me more about that mask, because I really don't know it. Well, I, I okay, so I might be a little foggy. I don't remember the lore behind the mask, what okay. what what uh, creates it, but you get deity powers. You can shoot like spinning blades. Oh, when, cool! And uh, I think he's it's like kind of like a Darth Maul scenario where you have a blade on each end, kind of thing. I, I could be mistaken, uh, but yeah, you just become stronger and, and faster, and you do more damage, and and uh, it's just cool. It's it's the best reward I think for the game. Before these masks, because you get to become super powerful for the last fight, unfortunately. So it's um, just then; it's only the last fight. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Which is which is just like my favorite mask. But before that, uh, I like Kamaro's mask, uh, and I only like the mask not because of the mask yeah. itself. I just like getting it because you're just this fucking creepy dude sitting on a mushroom rock dancing, and you play a song of healing on him, and, and then you get his mask. I, I just I don't know why. I just thought that was a really cool thing because if you don't know. What's going on? He just stumble across it. It's, it's quite eerie. I don't know what he was. He's uh, he's dead. He's a spirit out there. And, yeah, it's uh, creepy. I don't know this like, mask. He's like a lost. It's it's um, I'm one of the mushrooms or one of the rocks to the yeah. north of Blocktown. Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, he's out there dancing, and he was an old dance teacher or something. Uh, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. The spirit and go out there and see him. And I agree. I'm jumping in here because I this is my favorite no, cool. mask. And you get it, and like you play the song for him, and he gives you the mask. It's not even a mask. It's like a blank yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. And then his head, head and yeah. neck stitched to the top. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's a weird mask. Okay, I've, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. So then, yeah, but, you uh, use it for the for the annoying uh, dancing sisters to further yeah. their quest, dance for them, and show them his moves. Um, aside from that, yeah, exactly. And then the bunny hood, obviously, is probably like one of the best masks in the game. Uh, so I'm sure everybody loves that. But my yeah. favorite mask, of course, is the giant's mask. You become, you get a kaiju battle as Giant Link fighting the, uh, oh boy, fighting right. the, which, which when we get to the enemies, I'll talk about my favorite fight is, is probably the fight against Twin Mold, but that oh mask because you had Giant Link and you're rolling around and, and throwing the, the creature that was originally like, you know, 50 times bigger than you. It's, it's such a cool mask. And I wish it wasn't the only spot it was used in the game. We are going to have words about that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan, but we'll get into that next thing. <laughs> All right, how about uh, um, Lef, how about you? What were your favorite masks? Well, since since this game with the whole time thing just made me go crazy, the bunny hood was definitely the mask to get. Um, it made things easier because you move faster, so you didn't feel as bad of a time crunch. Right. Um, but ultimately, it still didn't help that much. Um, a, a lot of the masks, like, I just, I failed to see the point in a lot of them. Now, I, I didn't yeah. get a lot of them. Like, I didn't get the one that Rob was talking about that makes you dance. I didn't get the Giants mask either. But, you know, the Bremen mask, the bomb mask, the pig sniffing mask, all those masks <laughs> to me were very, very pointless. Um, so the only one that I really got that I, I use on a regular basis was the bunny hood. Um, in terms of the three main masks, uh, like everyone else, I hate swimming in games. It's never much fun. It's always a hard thing. But when you at least had the Zora mask on, it was little little more simpler to navigate through water. So yeah. just because of that, I kind of liked the, the Zora mask the most, yeah. um, just because it made water less of an obstacle for you to try to get through. 
No, I completely agree. Um, I actually didn't mind. Once you got used to the swimming with the Zora mask, I didn't mind it. I'm not a big fan of, of water levels either. But like you just said, it, it makes it more tolerable, I guess. Yeah, and you can do those cool, like, out-of-water dives, like a dolphin. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. That was probably exactly. the most fun I had playing this game was doing those dives. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Um, you also just brought up the bomb mask. Um, I love the bomb mask myself. It, there, I wish I had got it earlier in the game because there were some moments where, like, I need a bomb and I don't have any. I have to go you know, chop up some bushes until I get one now. But if I had that I, mask, I, boom. <laughs> I found the bomb mask at least comical because you're just like, put on this mask, run into a wall, and then explode. And you you're explode, like, yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has a purpose, right? I like that, I like that. Um, P1, how about you? Favorite masks? Uh, the the Camaro, Camaros, that the, the mask you Robin, I was just talking about is probably yeah. my favorite just because how you get it, and then the juice and the way that it looks. Yep. Uh, a lot of the masks I find are specifically just like to, to what Left was saying. They're specifically for one side quest. Like right. you get this mask just for the side quest. That's it. Yeah. So it's essentially like getting your item in your temple so that you can beat that temple. When you get your item, you complete your side quest. Once the side quest is completed, the majority of the masks never get used again, uh, except obviously the, the bunny. You use it uh, at the post office, and then after that point, you're just going to leave it on all the time because a who doesn't want to look like a cool bunny? Um, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because in a link to the past, in between worlds, uh, you, you know, Link goes to the dark world. He looks like a bunny, and here he looks he wear he wears bunny ears to look like a bunny. So yeah, uh, that's but right. Fun, it's it's the most functional. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is most utility is most utility from that. Definitely, yeah, definitely. exactly. We, we, uh, we, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I, I didn't mean to, to jump on or anything. Well, I, I guess I did. Uh, <laughs> we talked about the time mechanics as being a big thing, but we didn't really talk about the masks being mechanics themselves. Of, like, in a way, it's kind of a missed opportunity only having three masks that really affect gameplay. Like, they could have done so much more with True. the three masks and the bunny hood and all the rest, doing things with them and yeah. having them be your abilities throughout the game. But instead, like we've all said, they're mostly just there for uh, side quests and one and dones. What it's a waste. I think it. I think if you had to constantly change the masks throughout the whole game, it would be tedious. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I still think you could have got a little more out of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, you definitely, yeah, you definitely could have got some more use. It was yeah. nice with the, with uh, having to use them though in the final temple with all three of them, right? Yeah, that's true. Having to rotate between them and, okay, this part of the level you need to use the Tifu scrub, and this part you need to right. use the Goron. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that, uh, so yeah, the Tifu scrub got a lot of love in that last temple, didn't it? Yes. That's so fucking creepy, though, man. It is creepy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably the creepiest one yet. It is creepy. I'm looping, that, I'm looping that soundtrack on this fucking podcast so everybody listening can have the nightmares that I have. I wake up in a sweat, and I'm, like, checking my head for leaves. I'm like, okay, not a Deku Scrub. <laughs> did did we mention that the corpse of the Deku Scrub that you get that powers from is, like, at the beginning of the game? You see it there? Yeah, yeah. We didn't really? mention it though. I'm not, it. I'm not sure if we didn't, we didn't mention it or it's not. It's so dark. It's creepy looking too. That that Deku's girl. Yeah, it's like a dead little tree. He was turned into a tree, I guess, and that his soul is oh. ass. Yeah, and I think it's no the fucking way. The butlers. one you're yes. going through the tunnel. Yeah. No way. And that's every the mask in that game is is from the spirit of something, and that that first that one is actually very cool. Funny. And then at the end, I during the realize, credits, I never make that fucking connection when you because you glide over there. And you see it, and you know, tail is like a cattle, whichever fucking one I have. It's like, hey, look at this. You look at it, and you're like, man, this this poor tree looks like it was a person. And I never made that fucking connection that it's the, yeah. oh man, I'm wearing his face. Don't feel bad. I, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I read about it later. 
Yeah, because oh, at the crazy. end, the credits, the butler from the Deku Palace is there with that Deku scrub. I think so. Oh, father. really? That's his Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's his dad. Like, how did, how did, how did they make that connection? It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's depressing. You don't expect it in a game. Like, a Zelda game yeah. is usually a, a kid to teen friendly game. Right. Well, I remember hearing a long time ago that this game was actually going through the stages of grief. Um, I think I heard that before, too. Playing through, I think, I don't know, it was playing through the temples or playing through the three days. But playing through this game was supposed to mirror the different stages of grief. That's like fascinating. Like, if you were grieving somebody's death. I'm going to look for that. I'm going to mute myself and look for that while you go. Uh, cool. Okay. I, I think, and I think that when he confirms that, that'll just go further to push how deep the game is and, and what makes it so different from a lot of the other Zelda and games. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to de depress the listeners more with that knowledge. So that <laughs> that's, be... that's the goal, right, of every podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay. As as you can be. That's it. So with that said, let's get into the four different dungeons and their boss battles. Um, first off, do you think four dungeons was enough? Um, I found it. I thought, all right, go ahead before we move on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, so it, uh, uh, Majora's Mask begins as a story of loss, links prior to Wiz with Navi, uh, and grief is a defender. So then it's the five stages. So Clock Town is denial. Uh, first stage of grief is denial. It's a defensive mechanism against ill circumstance. Huh. So Clock Town, everybody in there is like, you know what I mean? The moon's not going to fall. And you got there are actually statements of them saying, you're cowards. The moon's not going to fall, yada, yada. Yeah. So Woodfall is anger, and that's, yeah, the Dekus are angry at the monkey. Yeah. They think the monkey stole the princess, so they're going to kill her. So stage two is anger. Mm -hmm. That's Woodfall. Stage three is bargaining, which is Snowhead. Uh, I didn't get this far, so you guys have to let me go with it. But uh, it says, as I am, I can only watch this Goron village is slowly buried. Nice. I may have died, but I cannot rest. So you can use magic. The soaring one also told me you're able to use it. I beg you, bring me back to life with your magic. That's Darmani's ghost, apparently. Uh, Great Bay is depression. Um, and the Ikana Valley is acceptance. That's Interesting. Crazy. That's kind of... Uh, I can, yeah, I can believe it. I mean, yeah. water temples it, are depressing, so... It, it works well. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of fits, so... <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was four dungeons enough. I thought it was a perfect length myself. Um, Hodge, what did you think about four, only four dungeons? Uh, yeah, I was happy with it. I mean, if you toss in all the side quests on top of that... I think the four dungeons was enough. Um, I mean, the first one was definitely, once you go through it, a lot shorter. Yep. But as they got on, they progressively got uh, harder and more uh, intricate, which was nice. It took a little bit longer to get through them. But yeah, I definitely think the four was enough. Yeah, I agree. I mean, most Zelda games, they have like, what, eight, nine, ten dungeons? Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Eight and some mini ones in a final dungeon. Right, right. And like, that's a, that's a drastic change. Um, how about you, Rob? Did you think four was enough? Yeah, I think four is enough. Uh, I'm glad the game is not super long. And when you consider your recycling uh, time and doing all the various uh, side quests and whatnot, I think four temples is, is all this game needs. Yeah, I think I agree. Left you too? Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, especially when you look at the one-year time frame that they used to make this game. Four temples seems plenty, especially when you look at that into consideration. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about them. Um... Let's get into maybe what was your favorite temple? Maybe the ones you hate the most. P1, favorite temple. Uh, just started the Woodfall Temple, so that's going to be my favorite and oh, right. the most. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the top spot for both. All right, good, good. Yeah. Um, how about you, Hodge? Uh, Stone Tower was my favorite, or Stone Temple, I should say. It's Stone Tower Temple. Um, oh, that I one. think the reason it was my favorite was because of the final boss battle. 
Um, oh boy, alright. That was <laughs> the best battle in the game, in my opinion. Oh my gosh, uh, you, you and Rob both. Apparently the N64 one is drastically different than the 3DS one as well. Oh, how, how so? How so? Um, they're not... I think you fight them both at the same time. Ah. I, I just you, remember reading something where it was different. You, yeah. get the ma- you, you have to get the Giant's Mask before the, the boss fight in the N64. Whereas ah. in the 3DS version, I believe you get it during the fight. You do, yes. That's correct. Yeah, you kill the you, you beat the first uh, Twin Mold, and then you get the Giant's Mask to defeat the second one. Yes. And, and that's just why I enjoy it so much, putting that Giant's Mask on and just getting all Mecha Godzilla on them and beating the crap out of them. That was just so much fun. Oh, boy, I have a lot. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that fight. Let's just get to it. <laughs> I get into that fight. It start, it's Shadow of the Colossus. I'm loving it. Yeah. This is great. I bring down that first one. I'm like, this is amazing. I start aiming at the next one. No. Go get that treasure chest. Open it up. Get a mask. Now you're giant. Now you're giant, Link. Oh, man, this is great. But no, I keep hitting the guy. Nothing's happening. I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him. Nothing's happening. Because you have to... It's very specific. You have to hit him like 20 times or something before he goes back in the sand, and then he'll fall down. I didn't realize that, so I just kept hitting him. I was playing it safe. You know what I mean? They have, they don't tell you. He just keeps making – it looks sounds like I'm hitting him hard. You know, everything's going good. But he doesn't. He just keeps resetting, and I have no idea what's happening. It was very frustrating. Really? But please, I didn't seem to have that problem. Ah. Uh, like I would go up, he would do his thing where he would come towards you and kind of shoot the fireballs. Yes. So I would sidestep him and just try to punch the crap out of him as going past. And he would kind of repeat that going back and forth, I don't know, maybe four or five, six times. Right. And then finally he would go down and you'd go grab his tail and give him the old spin. I don't know what it was. He would do that twice for me and then go immediately back in the sand. Like I did, I never, barely ever had enough time to hit him before he reset his hit counter. And I didn't realize he had a hit counter. I just assumed I kept hitting him. But no, you have to hit him a certain amount of times before he hits that sand again. Uh, I was very upset with that. Rob, tell me. Tell me about this fight. I know it's your favorite. Well, so I, I forgive me because it, it's been years since I played it. So it's, I'm, I'm more in love with the idea of it at this point. Okay. I, I, uh, I remember <laughs> playing it and enjoying it, but just the, it's just the, the, the epic and scale of it. You go from yeah. being you know tiny little Link with the bow and arrow to this massive uh, change in power. And yeah. it just makes it so thematically exciting and different from every other fight in the game that uh, I, it's just stuck with me all these years. Every time I would think back to Majora's Mask, have, not having played it for about 20 years prior to this month, was I remember this fight. That fight was really cool. Uh, Giant Link is badass. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You know what? I had the same moment. I had a really epic moment. Um, I get that mask. I didn't, knew, I didn't know exactly what to do with it. All of a sudden, the little babies are running at me. Except they're not little babies when you're small. They're huge. They're coming yeah. at me. And I'm like, holy crap. So I, I hit the mask, and all of a sudden, I'm on them. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, and then I just got disappointed. because <laughs> It's so sad. I really wanted to like that fight. Um, and, um, and you just said that was your favorite temple too, Hodge. I completely agree, except my colorblindness got in the way. At the very end, um, in order to get to the final boss room, you have to shoot up hookshot onto a treasure chest. Yeah. and fall down on i could not see that treasure chest i kept looking around looking around it blended in with the ground or which was then the ceiling so much that my own you know disability hindered me uh, <laughs> and i ended up doing that temple over and over and over trying to figure out where to go um other than that i loved the temple but that sort of soured it on me but it's my fault not the game's fault <laughs> you know what would have helped you with that uh player two are you gonna say a guide 
I was going to say a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rob, that's it. That's all the time we have for Rob today. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. And sorry, and just quickly, so least favorite, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but it might be consensus is the water. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't like the whole swimming mechanics, and I hated that big giant room with the giant uh, thing spinning you around the big uh, machine or whatever in there, and you're trying to guide yourself in the water to get through the proper areas, and you miss it, and then you go oh. too far, down too far, and it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree as well. I can believe Hashtag that. fuck the water temple. <laughs> <laughs> I think that applies to most Zelda games, yeah. <laughs> Even that boss fight too was 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 really annoying. Trying to line up. Forever. Oh, ever. Forever. I hear you, man. Did not like that fight. Um, but yeah, how about uh, left? How about you? What was your your favorite and least favorite? Um, well, like I once again, like I didn't get as far as most of you did in this game. I got to the pirate fortress, which is right before the water temple, so I never got to experience what I could only imagine is the horrors of a water temple. Because, <laughs> um, like Rob said, they're they're the worst. Um, so now I'm gonna say my least favorite is the pirate fortress yeah, because that okay. is. I know it's not an official, you know, boss and get the mask for one of those gigantic potato guys, um, but it it's it's big enough that this was my least favorite thing to do in the whole game. Just because you required four bottles. I've, I've never played a Zelda game that needed four bottles at one point in the game. And yeah. I'm a little bit, maybe halfway through the game, and four bottles? Like, I've never had four <laughs> bottles at this many hours into the Zelda game. Yeah. So I, I found that that just that part alone of, of the uh, the pirate fortress just to be so infuriating how i made it through i was doing really well and then it's like oh i can't pick up this friggin egg why not and it's like oh you need to scoop it in a bottle well <laughs> there's four eggs and i have two bottles and then once i realize you're going to, have to reset time and go find two more bottles i'm like i'm done playing this game yeah um, so, so it was that, bottle that, that, that stopped you <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But ultimately, I'd say out of the, the temples that I did do, my favorite was the Woodfall Temple, probably because it was easy. <laughs> it was a good temple. It was annoying. It was a good temple. It was a good temple. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, but I found, I found all the bosses I fought to be extremely easy. Um, mm. I remember playing it for the N64 a long time ago, and I don't think it was quite this easy. And I was told that, no, they they dumbed the boss battles down considerably in the 3DS version, which was kind of ah, too bad. I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, and that Pirate Fortress that you mentioned, I had a similar experience. I did not enjoy it. And <sighs> you get the hook shot in there, right? And, yeah. Yes. And you need the hook shot to get a bottle. So... There's no way you're going into that fortress with oh, four bottles. Wait, I, you, I did not know that. That is even more enraging. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because you got to get up to the I, beavers, right? So. Oh, my goodness. That I is horrible. That bottle, yeah. Horrible. It's going to be, it's gonna be I, okay, left. It's going to be okay, I'm buddy. really mad. That's Poor just left. bad game. Bad game. Whatever that is. Like Link's obviously got like a million fucking pockets in this tunic. He's carrying all these masks and bombs and... Deku nuts and sticks, and yeah. you can't tuck an egg in one of those. Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't fashion, a, fashion a single mask into a sling to hold an egg. Come on, Link, you're yeah. a little more. No shit. Furthermore, <laughs> bottles aren't good for eggs. It's gonna clink around in there. You wrap it up with something. Put it in one of your fucking pouches. <laughs> wrap that egg up. <laughs> Take your oh, fucking man. hat off. Turn it upside down. There you go. Yeah. Egg basket. Right. Oh my god. You're out of time, my ass. <laughs> I'd say my mind two out of ten Metacritic. 
Two out of ten. Wow. Holy cow. That was a big turn. <laughs> All right, Rob, let's hear your, your least favorite. Actually, tell us your favorite because we just know your boss. What's your favorite temple? Yeah, so because it's been so long, I can't compare them all equally. Uh, Woodfall Temple is quite a joy. I hate good. the boss at the end. Uh, what, I guess what we're going to talk about enemies, so I'll save it for then. No, that's uh, okay. You, we're doing the, the boss battles right now, too. That's okay. Okay, well, you've all swayed me. Uh, because of Bottlegate, I am no longer interested Bottle in Gate. going to the, the Pyro Force. Needing, needing to have uh, four bottles at that point in game is, is really stupid. So you, that, that's... Can, you can complete it without it. You just right. have to make it one tr two trips. Right. Oh, wait, never mind. Take it back. After you get the hook shot, you yeah. can fly out. You can go drop the two eggs. Say you only have two bottles. You can drop the two eggs off, go oh. back in, and the hook shot allows you to get back in easier, and then you can go collect the other two. Well, right. I, I figured Dude, you could do that, but that, that's still too much work then you should have to do. <laughs> and it wouldn't be so bad if you didn't have to sneak around because you just want to fly yeah. in and fly out, but you got to sneak around. Even, even the little tiny spots, the rooms before the eggs, there's a little sneaking you have to do, and I'm like, oh, and you're just so impatient. You just want to go. <laughs> well, that comes with uh, that stone mask you get in there. Right. Once you get that, it's smooth sailing. And that's the point. Yeah. If you can get that mask... <laughs> I like how Left's reply was like, no, nah, you know what? That's still too much work. All right, Left, all you have to do is hit X twice. Ah, fuck that, man. I'm going to press X once. Oh, I got places uh, to be. No X <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I didn't uh, like the Pirate Forge. Yeah, I hated the uh, boss fight in the Wood Temple for a really petty reason. I just hated the, the voice clips he kept saying. I don't know what it was he was saying. Yeah, he just kept repeating it. I'm just like, dude, shut up. You're driving me insane. You're ruining the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty annoying. The whole fight wasn't that great, I don't think, either. It really wasn't. It seemed yeah, kind of it random. Kind of like, it was... Yeah, it was hard to hit him, and uh, I didn't know I, was, I, I wasn't using it. I don't like using it. I wanted to stay way back at the mask, and I completely forgot. I don't like when I have to transform in a Zelda game. I don't like Wolf Link. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but I, I really don't like transforming. I don't like playing as Deku Link. Yeah, so no, fair. fair enough. You don't like a Kami Link? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that fight probably my no not my least favorite no because of what's, those other what's two oh, you're a great twin mold holy crap do i like any of the boss fights <laughs> do you like anything at all <laughs> that's the a one tough boss call fight that i don't know if we are going to get into uh but is the actual final boss fight oh yeah uh, well we'll definitely get to him yeah, don't worry about so that we'll save that but that was very good too yeah, that that is actually a pretty cool fight. Um, the Goron fight, the one where you have to be uh, you have to roll the bull one or whatever he was. Um, I, I like that fight. I mean, you're just rolling and trying to land yeah, on. Yeah, that's and then... fun. It's like a race. It's yeah, like Mario. Yeah, I like that fight. So there, I don't, I don't hate all the. Race is averted. That's right. That's right. P one. Um, did did you? Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say your favorite boss. This time. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I like fighting Skunk Kid. Uh... <laughs> yeah, cool. you when you the get bubble? the ocarina. <laughs> yeah, when you get the ocarina. You nailed him with that bubble. <laughs> oh, buddy, I bubbled him good. Uh, you you one shot uh, him with the bubble. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Headshot. Tingle a boss fight? Does, does Tingle count? Yeah, we can count him. Uh, sure. <laughs> Tingle's my second favorite boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just got home six months. I had family stuff I had to take care of. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Over games? That's not cool. Oh man. my god. Well, okay. I, I need this guide and I read slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, side quests. Any side quests that stood out to you guys? Um, that bomb bag one where you have to save the old lady who gets robbed. <laughs> I didn't even know about it until I heard Kevin mention it on Retro Fandango. Um, that's the only reason I got it. Um, but yeah, how about you guys? Anything? Oh, I upgraded my sword to the fullest, which was pretty cool. Wasn't that easy? Didn't you yeah. find the sword upgrade to be really simple to do? I did. I was expecting it to be something hardcore, but uh, yeah. kind of like the big Goron, but no, it was pretty easy. That, that's what, that was kind of my shock when I, I did the uh, upgraded sword side quest and then, like, oh, here's your golden sword. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. I have, a... I have the best weapon in the game, and I've only beaten the second temple? Yeah. Really? So I was, was kind of shocked um, that it was so easy to go ahead and, and get that upgraded sword. Agreed, agreed. Um, I, I had the same feeling as you. I thought I was going to find another upgrade somewhere that would be harder, but I guess I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, the, they do have that fairy sword, I think, that Hodras was mentioning, right. but I, I'm told that the golden one is, is superior in every way, so what's the point? Yeah, really, though. Good to know, because um, I thought I missed it. I'm happy to hear that now, actually. <laughs> yeah, that sword, I like that. I actually kind of like that quest. It was pretty easy. Um... And getting Epona. I liked uh, shooting, like, the... What were they? Pose, but aliens or something? Yeah, alien pose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was actually kind of fun, driving around on your... Uh, sorry, riding around on your horse and shooting them. See, I didn't... I used the, the bunny ears for that. Oh, smart. I didn't even ride around on Epona. I was... Uh, as the guy had told me, it suggests <laughs> not using Epona and just oh. wearing the bunny ears, and it makes it a lot easier. Oh, crap. I didn't even think of that. Fuck a yeah. I use bunny ears. You gotta get that guy, P2. <laughs> I know, man. I'm missing out here. It's funny because I'm using a Resident Evil 2 uh, strategy guide here for a mouse pad. So, uh, Resident Evil 2 strategy guide will not work the with Majora's Mask. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to line it up. It's uh, it's not lining up. <laughs> Did you get confused the whole time? Yeah. I, I can't find any gold skull tellers. Where's uh, the nemesis? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just, uh, just tell Megan it's not cheating if you pay for it. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, P one. How about you, buddy? Side quests. What were your favorites? Uh, I love the side quests. Um, some of my favorites. Uh, I liked the saving the bomb lady. I felt like it was kind of a rip off that you still had to pay for the bomb bag afterwards. Like, yeah. I just saved your mother from getting fucking shanked. You're gonna still charge me for this bag? Yeah, dirty. So that right. was kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, I like honor purchasing this bag from me. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hey, thanks for saving my mom. I had a big insurance policy yet on her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might have been like, a, like an Uncle Ben scenario. If you don't save her, he's going to go ahead and shoot Link's uncle or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also really enjoyed... Uh... Oh, shit. Um, I was just there. Oh, the lottery one. I liked, uh, I liked going and buying my ticket and the next day going back and getting the winning, like... After you reset time, you have all the winning numbers and winning them all. It was just, I actually made a tweet about that at the time. So I was like, <laughs> I wish winning the lottery in real life was this easy. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? quests that I do. Taking the picture of the uh, J.Q. King for uh, Tingle's dad and getting my heart piece for that. That was pretty cool. Oh, cool. I didn't know about uh, that one. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of good signs. The one where the, because uh, the, the truth stones, when you hit them, uh, there's one where if you play uh, the Song of Awakening, the song you get for the Woodfall Temple. If you, there's four different uh, holes you can fall in where they have um, those stones, like four of those stones, but one is big. Yeah. You play that song in front of the big one of each of those, and you get a heart piece. Holy crap, I didn't even um, know that. Huh. Yeah, you should probably get the guide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I like the side quests because... Anything. Yeah. Well, cause it's like when I, every time I complete a side quest, it's like I have 
it's like completing a crossword puzzle. This is a one little part of the game that's perfect. You get that bomber stamp in your notebook, and you're like, I've done that. I never have to go back and do that again. I don't know. I really, I'm using the guide for this one because I don't normally use guides. Uh, but this is a game that I want to get as close to 100% if I can because I really wanted to make sure I got as much out of it as possible because I will most likely never go back to it after yeah. this playthrough. Um, and I, I didn't want to miss anything, and I didn't want to sell it short and end up not liking it because I wasn't experiencing it the way it's meant to be done. And there's just so many neat little stories on the side uh, and learning about the people, and like they are all really, really fucking depressing. Yeah, um, it's a depressing. And game. there's no way that, like, I'm telling you, that monkey's dead. They they kill and eat that monkey. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, P2, if it yeah. helps, I'm actually working on a guide to get the guide for the game for you. So. Man, that'd be great. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind just sending that over, even if you just bring up a few hints on the next bonus barrel, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, all right. well, I, they're all good. They're all really good. All right. Side quests. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like them too. There's so many. I think that's what, where they had to get the depth from the game. Um, because, yeah, four dungeons, you need some side quests. Um, well, marching around, marching those cuckoos. Sorry, I got to mention too much. Because you go in there, you meet Grog, and he's like, he looks at this punk rocker, and he's like, yeah. I'm older now. And is he the same kid from Ocarina of Time that you meet under the tree in Ocarina of Time in the uh, Goron Valley? Dude, I don't know. I don't remember. At nighttime, God, I think God. it is. Anyway. Um, I'm gonna say it is. You heard it here first. It is. So you go meet him. And he's <laughs> got, like the the punk rock uh, mohawk. And after you raid, after you march around like an asshole in the fucking little field with all the chickens for what seems like forever, and they all grow up, you go back to him. And he's like, "Oh man, that's so awesome that I got to see me grow up as roosters. Look at them all with their uh, their fuck." He he specifically mentions their combs on their heads, and it's like he sort of has the same hairstyle going on. Oh yeah. He's, he's like he knows the moon's coming. He he knows he knows it's inevitable. He's accepted it. He's just like, I just wish that I could see these little chicks grow up to be roosters. I'm not going to get that chance, and I can't run like I used to be able to run. Yeah, that that one's my favorite because that one's fucking he's breaking like, my heart. Yeah, man, <laughs> this is getting well, deep. Because he's like he's sitting there and he's like he's got all these cuckoos, cuckoos, these the fucking uh, chickens. That's it. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, you know what? The moon's coming. It's almost over. I know it's almost over. I accepted that. My, my only problem is that I'm not going to be able to march these guys around to help them grow up. I wish I could see them grow up. And Link's like, I got you, buddy. I got you. He throws on that fucking creepy bird mask and he marches around. Well, joke's they on him because they're, they're all fucking dead anyways. Yeah. And that's just it. So I save this. So I fucking grow these chickens up. And this guy's like, you know what? His heart is overfilling with joy. He's so happy. He's like, you know what? I know that everything is about to end. I can tell that that moon in the sky is bad news. But you have given me my last wish. Like, I feel like I'm in a fucking, I'm the Make-A-Wish Foundation here. And he's like, he's giving me my last wish. You know what I mean? Make-A-Wish Foundation. I got to fucking go to Disneyland. Thank you so much. I don't know. Why, did, why didn't you Look at the content there. of his wish. He wanted chickens to grow up. How pathetic is that? <laughs> That's pretty sad. And then, and then right, like, right after doing that, I warp back to Clock Town and throw my cash in the bank. And I play that, I play the fucking zombie time, and I go right back to day one. And I know I'm never going back there. You know, poor Grog's going to sit there on his stump, and he's going to be like, that, that moon's coming down. And that moon's going to fucking hit, and all he's going to think is, I never get to see them grow up. Dude, That's dark. That's the, dark the good news is that uh, for all of our listeners who didn't get a chance to play this month, you'll still be depressed. So uh, <laughs> congratulations. You know what it's like to play it now. <laughs> hey, there's a happy uh. 
If you go north of, of the town, on yep. the wall is a few notes. You get in front of that wall, yeah. play the notes on it, you get a couple of rupees. Couple of bucks. I oh, did there's that. no depression there. That's right. That's just solid fun. That's <laughs> good old, good old fashioned funny. street performing. That's it. That's that's Carney's right there. Or uh Buskin. <laughs> that's Buskin right there. Buskin. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, Lef, any uh, side quests that stood out to you? Um just the sword one. We talked about the sword one. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one too. And the guy, the blacksmith guy, real creepy, like that. Yeah, he was he was a mix between like a giant and a gibdo. It was very very yeah. strange. Yeah, it was weird. Um, how about you, Rob? Any side quests that stood out? Yeah, I got one for you. It's called Protect the Milk. Uh, oh. In this one, you you're, you're basically uh, accompanying them, uh, this lady with her milk shipment to town, and you have to fend off bandits with bow uh -huh. and arrow. So it's kind of like a Old, I don't like the Old West, and I don't like that theme, but I like it in this game. They're chasing, <laughs> just firing arrows at them. It's pretty cool. Oh, I like it. That sounds fun. I, li I love the ones where you have to use your bow. I think the bow should be, yeah. should be used more. Apparently, if you wear one of the masks for that quest, they don't attack. The bunny mask. Is, is it, no, there's no, no I'm mask. Just no, I was going to say, they're, unless they're deathly afraid of bunnies. <laughs> but uh, I can't remember which one it is, but one of those masks you can wear for that quest, and they won't actually attack. Oh, fascinating. Huh. It's kind of neat how the masks all tie into one another, too. That's yeah, cool. exactly. All right, Hodge, how about you? Um, Your favorite side quest? Um, one of the ones, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it would be favorite because it would have been frustrating if I didn't have the guide. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the, the one to get your mirror, your mirror shield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, and apparently, like, so you have to collect a bunch of stuff to bring down with you to give to the... Uh, I love that. The, Bo the Bogdans? What is it again? Gibdos. Gibdos, yes. I don't know what Bogdans, but As Gibdos. Um, so yeah, um, all of the, uh, in the, like the, uh, N64 version, I think you need to have like five of the, um, beans to plant where you only need to have oh, one, really? in the, uh, yeah, yeah, one in the 3DS version and the same with the Deku nuts and you have to have multiples of those. So I believe in the N64 oh. version, it would be <laughs> a lot more, uh, time consuming and expensive, uh, where the 3DS version, they've improved on that, I guess. But yeah, it was, uh, that would be the one that stands up for me and then using your, uh, the sun shield to kill the enemies and stuff in that last battle there. I don't know. Yeah. That was the one I seemed to stick out and I enjoyed. No, fair enough. Um, I You know what's funny is because they did change it in 3DS one, and most of the items, after you get past the first two, I think you can collect every other item inside the caves, which is pretty cool. Um, like the bugs and the uh, the spring water and the water and the milk, you can get all that down there. Down there. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. There is um, a very similar... In Earthbound, there's a similar thing like this where you have to give in the moles, the mole village or whatever it is, um, to get through it. And that one is a lot more frustrating. <laughs> um, so I thought this one was just done right. I liked it a lot. Okay, so um, that's it. That's pretty much it. Was there anything else gameplay mechanic-wise that anybody else wanted to mention that we didn't cover? Sound? Yeah, well, we're, we're going to get the sound and graphics next. Oh, but anything I, like um, like controls? Anything? Anybody have any problem with the controls? Yeah, I don't like holding the controls. energy for control by the middle. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> no, I, we talked about this. We just talked about this the other day. He's, uh, <laughs> he's being difficult. That's all that is. Okay. That's the only way to hold the N64 controller. Oh, who, doesn't I, like this, who doesn't like Zed targeting? I love it. I, I, like, I hate I, Zed targeting. It's horrible. What? I love. I mean, it's not as good as Dark Souls targeting, but it's so good. <laughs> well, it's it's just inferior, and it's it frustrates me beyond belief. And just oh my gosh, the camera angles, the way the way it all works, I, I can't stand it anymore. It was fine back then, but right, you know, we've right. moved on, we've evolved. We're that is thing. true. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna say goodbye to Left. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Left.
That's funny. I might, have, I might have to remove you from our show too, so you don't get the taint from you. <laughs> oh my! All right. So other than targeting, I think the controls were all pretty good. I had some um, issues with just long periods of play on the 3DS with my hands cramping, yeah. especially in that last bottle trying to or battle. Sorry, trying to hold down the L. Uh, for the Z targeting and then using R at the same time and yeah. like, my hands and fingers were cramping up there. <laughs> yeah, I had a few moments like that. I know what you mean. I have yeah. tiny little child hands and the 3DS fits perfectly in them. <laughs> 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 okay, cool. Alright, with that said, then let's get into the soundtrack. Let's get into uh, sound effects, soundtrack, all that kind of thing. Um, sound uh, the music I believe was done by Koji Kondo, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's known for his awesome Zelda tracks. What stood out to you guys? Uh, let's start with Lef. What was your favorite uh, music? Um, well, first of all, I love just the kind of the Majora's Mask creepy theme music that it has. Yeah. With I, I can't even describe the instruments being used, but it's just intensely creepy and it sets the mood very very well um for kind of how the darkness of the game um so i i cannot praise that music enough i think it is just so well done it fits so well um Ooh. other than that i really really like the dick Deku palace music not like in, oh, the, man. in the temple but when you're in the palace that music is really catchy i like it yeah it those, some... those are two i hate the most oh really Oh, horse, of course. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down giant theme, but I'm not sure what one that one is off the top of my head. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned the Deku Palace. I was looking up just some tracks to play in the background here. Um, and that Deku Palace one was scary and depressing. <laughs> so a lot annoying. of the Palace's ones were actually, um, as, as a lot of these games are, it's just, or a lot of the tracks, or sorry, the themes in this game are, it's just scary and depressing. It's really sad. Um, yeah, de yeah, definitely is. Um, uh, I don't know if we talked about the music on the three-day cycle, but that is another, you know, how we kind of said how each day you can see some of the, the characters and what they're redoing on the different days, and the music also changes based on what day you're on in Clocktown. Um, so that was a really, really yes. cool idea uh, on their part. So love that about it's it. It's so well done. The urgency on day three is so Yeah, scary. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's, it's awesome. Oh, Although it is unfortunate that they used many, many of the tracks from Ocarina of Time are also found in Majora's Mask, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, right. Really? But... I thought it was a good way to link the two together. Oh, Link. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I thought it was bad. I didn't really care to hear it, because it made me feel like I was playing Ocarina of Time when I wasn't, and, you know, they have such different, different atmospheres, so I feel like they should have at least... Um, change the music a little bit or some of the sound cues anyways. Yeah. You're the pickiest human being that I know, I think. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the th that's... I find a lot of it sort of gets... Because the Majora... What, what is specifically just Majora's Mask is so warped and kind of weird. I think having the two kind of shows that contrast. Having the Ocarina music, having the Majora's... So I think having both, it has its place. But I see what you mean. It could have just been all unique. Uh, I just, for me, it always feels that like, oh yeah, I could be playing Ocarina of Time right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want any reminder of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you don't need to be reminded. You don't need to be reminded of that at right. all. I would rather be playing Majora's Mask than Ocarina of Time. What? I'd really? Rather, that's a bold statement. There's I a lot of Zelda games I'd rather play than both. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of other Zelda games I'd rather play, but other two. 
I think Majora's oh Mask. Well, I guess gosh. we'll come back to it, but I think it's more interesting. That's all right. Well, well, how about you, Rob? What did you think about the music? All right, I picked a, a few tracks that I liked. Okay. Uh, we kind of already touched. I did not like Majora's Theme. I thought it was too weird and unsettling, but I weird. think thematically it's good. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't be listening to that as I'm walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Clock Town is super uh, memorable and nostalgic, and yeah. then Clock Town Day 2 and Day 3 are great because it's showing the cycles of the game and, and, and like we were talking about, building on that urgency so i think it's it's great i mean like this one of my favorite things about that game is just the way they did that it's your hub town you're hearing that music all the time and it just really gets you in the right mood for that uh great. song of storms which is from ocarina i just i like hearing it so that was always nice to hear uh the boss fight music was was really good and it got you pumped and it was epic and my favorite thing was terminal field because i really didn't i really missed uh, ocarina not really having the classic uh theme song for overworld and when they brought it back in Terminal Field, the drum beats and stuff, yeah. so good. Big fan. Made me really happy. Yeah, good I'm pullback. Rob, and I like to hear the same thing in every video game. Oh. Hey, Liv, I don't want to listen to anything. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> I can't believe you two host a podcast together. <laughs> you would never imagine it. Never. <laughs> all right. Fair enough, though. That's a good rundown. How about uh, how about you, P1? Favorite tracks? Uh, I like uh, I really like Lockdown, and I, I like you go into that first 72 hours, and I, I know we talked about the first 72 hours a lot, but it's I mean it, you keep bringing it up because it's the big part, or I just bring it up because it's my show, and I do what I want. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but you go in there, then that like the first time you're playing the game, you don't realize you you might, you might not you're so focused on like fuck, I gotta get this done, and that first day goes by, and then when the second day kicks in, and you start to realize at that point like I actually have to hurry through this. Right. And with the change in the music, with the music is a little, it's a little, a little more hectic now. You're like, oh my god! So like, you might not notice right away, but like, because like you maybe you don't remember exactly where it's the first time you heard it. You don't remember exactly the tune the first day had. So it adds that anxiety you're building. It helps build that rush. And uh, I don't know. I just I love I love the way they do that. The way that you can feel the urgency in the town change as the days go on, yeah. uh, just through the music. And I think it, it bears saying that uh, Koji Kondo obviously does all the Zelda music. But other than this game, it's all the happiest fucking music you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> That's you know true. what I mean? It's light, yeah. it's upbeat, it's like just think about the uh, the high rule field team from Link to the Past, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, That's yeah. my jam. Um, I could definitely listen to that walking down the street. But yeah. Rob's right, you put on this majority you start putting on some of the majority majority's mass music and it's dark and it's moody and yeah. it just it has a completely different feel to it and it just really shows uh, Kondo's ability to to change his style. And even by using themes that we're familiar with and changing them just a little bit, not only does it bring you back to that memory of that memory of what the games were that you had that you loved, but it also is like, you know what? I, I remember Ocarina. I remember how much that fun I had playing that. But this is something different, and it's a little little darker. It's not the same. It feels sort of comfortable, but I can tell there's something wrong, and I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. And it just sort of throws you off. It's like they changed something in the Matrix. And you're sort of looking for it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. you're walking down that yeah. street in Silent Hill, and you're like, "Why the fuck is there ash everywhere?" <laughs> it's a really good, like, twisted, like, distorted version of all the stuff that you're used to. Yeah. And yeah. if you were, so if you were, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, if you were listening to this walking down the street, you probably wouldn't stop when the stoplight told you to. You would just keep going. Fuck no, you would just keep walking, man. You yeah. You know what I mean? If this is the theme to Pokemon Go, then I have to call that motherfucking Pokemon Run. That's like falling in the water. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. How about uh, 
Hodge, how about you? What did you think of the music? Yeah, I mean, basically the same opinion as everybody else. The the creepiness of uh, the Majora stuff. I mean, I like the changing of it in, in Clock Town. Um, pretty much all the songs you play on the uh, the Arcana are uh, are good too. I just in general, the music and the yeah. and the sound effects, everything was uh, was well done. They got rid of the annoyances of uh, Navi, so that wasn't there, which was nice. Yeah. Oh, hey you! I like good that. point. <laughs> um, and and I also like the, um, the 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 Goron lullaby just to stop that baby from oh, crying because yeah. that was very annoying. That was Heard that was that. the replacement for Navi, the annoying baby crying. Oh, that baby! Maybe oh, you my. could get that for you, Pikachu. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, the clock town on the first day. I've, I've been dancing with my uh, my daughter <laughs> to that song. It's good because I'm playing. I'm trying to play. She's laying next to me, and then she starts to get fussy. So I get up and I dance with her. And uh, yeah, it was usually to that theme because that's where I had to go to be safe. <laughs> my kids asked me to turn the volume down because they were trying to go to sleep, and they said it was very creepy. <laughs> that's the yeah. way to get them in line, though. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this up if you don't go to bed. Music. That's right. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, yeah, anything else to add for sound then? Uh, one one thing is that you know it's a minor note, but yeah. it was interesting. Um, one thing, especially when I was a child, when I when I first played this, and when you get the DQ mask, and then you first get the the ocarina, and then he busts out the horns, um, and then you're like, oh, oh so yeah. the other masks are gonna have different sorts of instruments. So it was a kind of cool discovery to see. You know, you got the the yeah. bongo drums as the Goron, and the guitar right. as the Zora. So it was a kind of a cool thing just to kind of see. It didn't add a whole lot, but it was it was a good touch. It was it cool, was and I'm happy cool. you brought yeah. that up because I would not have mentioned it. That's that's a good point. Especially that guitar. That was pretty sick. Say after all. Badass. That boy could shred. <laughs> there is one more thing I'd like to say about sound overall, not necessarily the music. And yep. it's, I can't remember if I talked about a pre-show or at the start of the show, but it's that fucking Deku scrub mask, man. That transition, <laughs> when Link is, when yeah. Link puts on that Deku scrub mask, it's painful. Like, yeah, he, you can tell there is actual sorrow and agony as he's putting that mask on. And the, at first I thought, oh, the eyes are always bloodshot. But when you take the mask off, your eyes are clear. They're just yellow orbs. And right. when you're running around, they're clear. So it's only when he's putting it on, like, and it's like there's this weird twisting sound. And the graphic of it is just, oh, my, I can't even nightmare. His body is, like, horrifying. twisted and warped. And it's probably in, like, a massive amount of pain as his body's being, like, metamorphosized into this new, new shape. <laughs> so gross. That same thing, uh, when you first take the mask off, you can hear the fucking Deku shrubs shaking. That right. shaking sound they make, and it's like echoing. I can't stand it. Dude, it's oh, creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, it's a it's shuffle. It's like, like a shuffle. shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, creepy. Hold on a second. I'm yeah. going to put the fucking mask on right now. <laughs> Just listen to this. <laughs> Man! What the fuck? Maybe that's they, voice drops yeah, considerably. Like puberty. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a metaphor for puberty. <laughs> no shit. Like, wow. That's a Zelda. Like wakes up and yeah. leaves in places they never had leaves before. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> wow. That's great. Wow. <laughs> all right. Cool. That's all I got to say about Sam. All right. No, that's good. I'm happy you brought that up. And actually, you did bring up another thing, which is the graphics. So we will get into the graphics now. Um, like we said earlier, it is on the same engine as this as uh, Ocarina of Time. The 3DS sort certainly improved it. What did you guys think of the improvement? Rob, you played both. Um, what did you think of the improvements in terms of graphics? Okay, so it won't be completely fair. So I I, I put the my N64 card in to check my file out, 
Yeah. Uh, I had it on my big screen, and so it looked like what did I say earlier? A hot pile of ass? Something like that. Yeah. That sounds pretty like accurate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's pretty gross looking. I've seen some screenshots since. It doesn't look quite as bad on a, on like a regular CRT TV. Right. Um, so, but that being said, no, it looks way better on the 3DS. And as a matter of fact, I think it just looks good on the 3DS on that smaller screen yeah. with the slightly better models and and uh, graphics or whatever else they did. The one one very noticeable thing is the atmosphere they add, like uh, atmospheric haze and whatnot to the right. backgrounds and stuff. I think that adds a lot of depth to the game, which is missing. Yeah, because you can see further, but it's also yeah. um, it has like a purple yeah. haze and yeah, and it's, yeah. It's very, it's very good for for setting the mood. And I don't think the N sixty four is really able to do that. I mean, N sixty four had like fog, but it was just like things disappeared. But this was an actual like uh, depth. It depth faded thing. in and out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's a great point that you brought up atmosphere because I really want to get into that too with the graphics. Um, because that's really what this game is based on is atmosphere. Everything is based on creating this creepy tension, um, and they focus so much on it that. It's really kind of weird. Um, just they nail much. it, though. They really nailed it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, but yeah, how about uh, P1? What did you think of the graphics? It's, uh, it's gorgeous. I, I haven't put in the answers to board working since we were kids, so I couldn't remember what it looks like. But like with Ocarina of Time and Star Fox 64 on the 3DS, uh, I tell myself that the way it looks on the 3DS is the way it looked as a child. That's how I want to remember <laughs> yeah, it. Because it looks fair. really good. And, and Rob nailed it. It's that smaller screen. And with the new 3DS XL, um, I only ever play yeah. with 3D on. And that 3D adds such a difference. Oh. Uh, the 3D actually works on the 3DS XL, which is nice. The new yeah, 3DS XL. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's such a difference. And it makes, it makes, it really does. Like the 3DS games with that feature on, are some of the most beautiful games I've played. That, Fire Emblem, um, uh, Bravely Default. They just, it, it, it's gorgeous. It looks really good. And uh, Ocarina of Time looked the same. So much like Ocarina of Time 3D, they redid this one on the same engine as Ocarina. The Iron. Um, so just like in, you know, the 2000s when they had to redo the, do the initial game, and they made it just as beautiful. It looks, hmm. it, this is the, it's the ultimate way to experience it. Much like Chrono Trigger on the DS is the the, the, the premier edition of Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chrono Trigger. Um, this is the the top tier way to play Majora's Mask. And if you're somebody new to the series or somebody even revisiting it, it doesn't matter either way. I would I would 100% suggest getting it on the 3DS and uh, and playing it on there because you. Won't it's not even. It. Just graphics, either the the UI being distributed to the bottom screen and having less buttons yeah. around, all those reasons make it the better option to, to play it on. I think. Yep. Agreed. I'm sure Left's not going to like it because it looks like Ocarina. He, he probably hates everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead, Left. In especially with when it comes to remaking games, um, what I'm what I've been told and what I've actually seen now is that. Majora's Mask for 3DS is a lot. It's it's dumbed down compared to the N64 version. A lot of the bosses are a lot simpler in the 3DS version. So I was I was being told by multiple people when I told them that I was playing Majora's Mask, you know, for the 15th time here trying to get through it, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you have to play N64 because I know I have it." And they're like, "That's the true way to play it." You know, the 3DS version is a condensed, quick run game. It's not. It doesn't have the full representation that a lot of really hardcore dedicated Majora's Mask fans would say that uh, that it's lacking. 
basically is what I'm trying yeah. to say. The, yeah. the 3DS version is just simpler than the N64 one. So it's kind of one of those things that's just like, I agree with you guys that, you know, graphically and atmospherically with the graphics, you're going to get a better experience playing the 3DS one, especially with the whole bottom half of the screen being accessible to you constantly. Like, that's why I also love the 3DS. It's probably one of my favorite things to play on right now. Um, but at the same time, I'm told that you get a much fuller version uh, if you play the Friend 64. I did hear that um, the 3DS version is a little more hand-holdy. It sort of guides you through a little more. Yeah, as, yeah. Whereas the N64 one is a little more obtuse. But... Is that a bad thing? When, when we, the no. one thing that we've brought up this entire time was the guide, 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 guide. guide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if anything, putting a little bit of that guide into the game will probably make it a better experience. And I think that's what they did, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a product of, of modern gaming, to be honest, because a lot True. of modern games is a little more of a, of a hand-holding experience. It's a modern yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. If, you look, if you look at original Zelda, right, there's no there's no direction on that pretty much whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so you know we're we're getting into a point in games where they do give you more handholding, and and they in this game for 3ds has been updated to kind of modern standards. Yeah. No, I think you summed Woo. it up pretty good there. All right. As, uh, as an adult gamer, I need I, I won't say I need that handholding, but I appreciate it more because my gaming time is so much more limited. I don't. Yep. I don't have Big days time. to spend wandering around the lost woods, lost. You know what I mean? Like no fucking clue. Seeing that same goddamn screen a hundred times. I, I need a little bit more direction as an adult gamer. Now I don't hey, even have kids. I don't have children. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you. I'm in the same boat. I got I got a pile of games I'm trying to play, and right. if one's taking <laughs> yeah. me too long, then you know it's it's kind of too bad. So I agree with you. I don't I don't mind the handholding in a lot of games, but um, it's just that like when you're used to one method with this game, and they remake it, and they right. kind of make it easier for those hardcore fan bases, they probably don't appreciate it as much as as we would. That's yeah, a good that's a, question. The, the, the Majora's purists. They, uh, they the OGs. The OGs. Our, yeah. our kids, is the next generation going to be missing out on, you know, what we had when we were growing up? Because they're going to be playing these hand-holdy games, you know what I mean? It's yeah, good we, for we, us we now. Final Fantasy <laughs> Brave Exhibius. All you do, you literally just tap the screen. The characters walk on their own, they fight on their own, you just tap the screen. I don't is, that the new iPhone? is that the new mobile one that came out? <laughs> Yeah, and it's gorgeous, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, is it? You played it? Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I've been playing it for the last uh, two hours. No, yeah, this is. I mean, I'm only. I I played through uh, two poops today, so. Oh boy. <laughs> All right then. That's the first the first twenty five minutes are good. <laughs> good three hours. <laughs> oh my. Um, Hodge, what did you think of the graphics, my man? Yeah, I mean, everybody said it. It, it looked great on the 3DS. Um, I like the uh, the atmosphere with where the different areas you visit are all in shambles, like the, the swamps are all poisonous or the snow is covering the Goron area. And then after you beat the, uh, the temples, then they all get cleansed and turn into the places they were originally. I like that. I mean, that's kind of been the standard across Zelda games. It but, is cool, uh, though. It looks cool. It's a nice transition yeah. to see, and then, and then you reset the day, and it's back to crap. <laughs> yeah, like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those transitions were genius, especially for the '64 at that time. That does seem pretty impressive. That must be that, that expansion, expansion pack. Man. That's expansion it. Pack. <laughs> that expansion, it's yo. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right. How about um, 
yeah, how about favorite enemies and stuff like that? Favorite release, favorite enemies that made annoyed you or maybe stood out to you? How my, about you? My, uh, if I'll just continue here, the yeah. one that I hated the most is uh, it's called the, the blue bubble, the flying purple skull. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that thing hits you, and then you can't use your sword. You're cursed. I can't yeah, stand that. Yeah, that um, the first time it did it to me, I'm like, what? I can't use the sword anymore, and I'm trying to run away from them because there's like three or four of them. Yeah. Those are the ones that bug me the most, and. Uh, those arms in the water that would grab grab you yeah. and throw you around. I hated those. Those were annoying too. I think the only thing that that I could get to kill them was using the Zora and using the the two the, boomerangs. Yeah, boomerang things. Yeah, that and was that, the same. And that was annoying because it took forever to line it up, and then you had to, uh, and then you had to wait for them to come around and come back to you. <laughs> okay. those, yeah, those are my two uh, least favorite for sure. Okay, fair enough. How about uh, how about you, left? What, what were your favorite and least and least favorite? Well, my least favorite. I don't know what it was called, but it was. The fish that magically appeared out of nowhere is that would always attack you when you're in the water. Goldfish, that, I think. Is it what it was? It looks, that's kind of what it looked like. Um, yeah. But that <laughs> thing was so annoying because it would just miraculously appear out of nowhere. And <laughs> then it would attack you, and there was usually not much you could do other than maybe avoid it if you were currently wearing the Zora mask. Right. Um, so that thing was really, really annoying. Um, well, they're, they're attracted to negativity, so I think that actually <laughs> oh, my the 3DS God. is able to sense when you're negative while playing it, so they swarm more to you. Oh, that, my God. I don't think I saw any of those. Yeah. Oh right, right. The science checks out. So I hated those fish. They were annoying. I, I don't were. know where they came from, and they would always get me. And but my favorite thing that that I ever fought was one of the Gerudo pirates in the fortress. I know it was my least favorite level, but there was one you fight one with the twin swords, and it yeah. was it felt like a real battle, not just yeah. like stack plants and stuff like that. So um, I thought that was a really fun fight. Agreed. I like all. I think there was three of those fights you had to do, right? I, I liked all of them. They were fun. I didn't. I didn't make it that far. So okay, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there was a couple, but I fought fought one, and I'm like, hey, this is the funnest time I've been having playing this game. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you fight her three times, and it's one every time. Yeah. All right. How about uh, P1? Your favorite and least favorite? Uh, well, the only correct answer for least favorite is that fucking bird in Terminator Field who takes your bottles. Uh, oh, I hate what? that thing. He takes your bottle. Suki or Tatiki or Taziki, whatever the fuck his name is. It's a, there's a bird flying around Terminator Field that uh, will take your rupees and take your, your bottles and stuff. If you reset time and get it back, oh. he, he took your sword, yeah, he, he yeah, steals you your item buy it. Wow. Yeah, he stole, so he, he stole uh, a bottle from me, and I was super stressed out because I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to replace that bottle? <laughs> and then I didn't realize until, like, play for another boat an hour, then I just went, well, I'm going to reverse time and hope I get my bottle back, and I did. Yeah. So. It's the, the Takuri, Takuri, and he looks stupid. That's it, yeah. <laughs> well, he sounds annoying. Uh, I don't think I've seen him. Uh, and my favorite enemy is the moving platforms because as a Deku scrub, Launching and gliding over them, I fucking rock that. I really <laughs> <Atta> boy. <laughs> All right, how about you, Rob? Well, the scariest item or monsters in the game is the snowball or the boulder. Uh, they're very yeah. scary. They are actually. <laughs> no, I, I was being sarcastic. No, I, oh, I, I, I made I a list them. between cool and lame. Uh, cool is the black bows. Uh, they're useless but adorable. Uh, those are like little shadow things with. Uh, oh yeah, eyes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very There's cute. white ones too, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the the snappers. I just like how you beat them. You just have to, you know, the deck. I don't like the Deku mask, but using it yeah. to go underground and then flip them was pretty cool. Yeah. That is uh, cool. For lame, I don't like the wall master. I've never liked wall master. They're fucking super annoying and creepy. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're creepy and getting kicked up the dungeon or back at the beginning is always a pain in the ass. They just, yeah. I just want them to leave me alone. Uh, fire keys can 
kiss my ass because I hate them as well. And uh, well said. Uh, pause for laughter. That's good. That's good. good. Yep. Job. Okay. Good uh, <laughs> <laughs> the skullfish I don't like, and uh, also uh, fuck skulltulas. I've never liked them. I hate that I'm walking around and I, and I don't Boom. swing right, and they knock me down, yeah. and then I just oh, I can't stand them. And the last one I had was uh, Majora's Incarnation, and that was because you remind me of Ricardio, which nobody here knows what that is. I don't. The chicken boss. Yes. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> but I'm interested. No, Ricardio is voiced by George Takei, and he's, uh, he's just his heart that has legs and arms, and uh, he's like a, an antagonist of one of the episodes in Adventure Time, and he looks just like Majora's uh, Mask. I gotcha. just looking it up. And watching right. the show. Um, you know what? If listening is going to know what you're talking about, it's probably going to be Sitnet or Darren. Well, those <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. I can see Steven knowing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Steven knows for sure. Steven probably has a plushie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you just brought up Majora's Mask battle, and I almost forgot about it again. So let's talk about the final battle of the game. Um, Hodge, why don't you start it up? Yeah. It's, uh, I had to do it uh, three times. Uh, before I finally beat it. The second time I had to do it was because I accidentally powered off my 3DS. Ooh, oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Um, but when I went into the battle, I only had, um, I guess I had the full row of the hearts at the top and then one extra on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So that was my total heart count. Uh, my problem was running out of magic. Um, uh -huh. You need to have a lot of magic for your light bow there. But... Uh, I just liked all three of those battles. It was hard, and it was worthwhile after beating it. it just made you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah. And this is this is without the fierce deity mask, right? Yeah. No, I didn't do any fierce deity mask. Yeah. Okay. I bought, okay. No, I just, just kind of curious. I wore the bunny ears to help me run faster. Me too. Um, I ended up running out of arrows, and there's only like four pots in there that you can get stuff from, so you got to be careful. Um, the the final form is the Majora's Wrath which I found a point where you're fighting the Majora's Wrath, they basically have big, long whip arms. Yeah, And it creepy. whips you, and it, like, grabs you, and I have no way, or couldn't figure out a way of, of blocking that. Yeah. Like, normally I was using my shield to block. Same uh, here, And it Same would here. stop the whips, but it would still grab a hold of me. Grab a hold of you, yeah. I found the best bet was just to charge forward and try to stay as close as you could to it. Me too. Um, and then ended up using my sword and, and doing that, and that's how I defeated it. But I, I thought all three of the forms of Majora's were... Were, uh, were a lot of fun to fight against, and it was challenging, and it made it worthwhile when we finally did beat it. Like, I did the old Agreed. fist bump. Yeah, my yeah. wife's staring at me looking funny, but I did yeah. it. <laughs> I did the same thing. I had a very similar experience. Um, I had four fairies in my bottles, um, and, I, and I went through all four of them during that yeah, fight. Yeah, I had three fairies and, uh, and a uh, potion. Yeah, it was intense. It was intense. Um, Rob, how about you? Yeah, so just want to say artistically, I think the designs of, of all the Majora's Masks are really, really cool. So Very well disturbing, very creepy. Really, it has that last boss feel without being quite on the epic scale of, say, Twin Mold. Uh, but it's still <laughs> really, really fun. That being said, I, the last time I fought him was about 20 years ago. I was the Fierce Deities, and I'm pretty sure I didn't have any problem with the last bosses. I, I'm yeah. fairly certain you can just face Rollin with Fierce Deity. Yeah, it was just a matter of spin, spinning blades and just... I just did that. And I felt I earned that, though, by getting all those masks by using the oh, yeah. aforementioned for sure. guide. Oh, yeah. for you know, because sure. if you pay money for it, it's not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I heard that somewhere. I, uh, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that, that was an epic last boss fight. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I don't think anybody would ever uh, argue that. 
P1, what did you think? Uh, I'm really excited to get there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about it in my closing statements, but uh, yeah, I am excited to. I will. I will fight Skull Kid, and I will fight the Majora's Mask, and I. Uh, I will let you know on the forums afterwards. Right on. Uh, over at www. I am going to get the Fierce Deity Mask because, uh, like you said, the way you, I don't was you or Rob when you literally just said you earned it at that point. Yeah, I earned you it. You collect all the other masks. You earned it. Left yep. didn't earn shit. <laughs> no, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> it was Rob. That's right. It was Rob. <laughs> all right. Well, with that said, I think that pretty much sums up Majora's Mask, and we can get into our. Uh, our overall lasting impressions. I was thinking maybe this month we could uh, do a damaging system. What Whoa. do you think? Oh, geez. So the way that this works is we all get – so Majora's Mask has five hearts right now. Yeah. Full health, full health, five hearts. We all get one heart each to dam it, damage it up to one quarter each. So we have one heart that we can damage four quarters, which means it's completely damaged. We don't really like the game. We wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Or we can leave it full health, which would mean we recommend this to everybody, and then there's an in-between there kind of thing. I have um, the breakdown here. This is the bonus barrel system. They haven't used it in a little while, I don't think. But no, I, I, we reused it in the last episode, and that's only because you reminded me. Oh. The, way, <laughs> the way we did it was full damage is uh, you think the game is terrible. You wouldn't recommend it to anyone other than to mock it. Right. If you received it as a gift, you'd be angry. It's a terrible game. Right. Three-quarters damage is the game is not good. It's really bland and very boring. Not even so bad as good. You'd likely not <laughs> recommend it to anyone. Two-fourth yep. damage is the game is not good, but it's not bad either. It's a decent experience, and you would recommend it to the right people. One-quarter damage is the game has flaws, but it's still a very good game. You'd still recommend it to most people and have a good time, and no damages. You love it. You realize it's not perfect but by any means, but you would still recommend it 100%. Right. Did you uh, say two-fourths? Yeah, half damage. <laughs> half damage, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the bonus barrel listeners are bad at fractions. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's what we're going to do. And then you can just give a reason why you put that, and that'll be your lasting impression. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, like that. So yeah, I would give this um, one quarter damage. So oh. uh, three quarter heart left there. Um, and that's only because of that twin mole battle and... Uh, yeah, I mean, and it was maybe a little, uh, it was a little shorter than I guess I was expecting. But other than that, it was a great game. I think most people would enjoy it. I would still recommend this to people today. Um, just got to give it a chance. Um, you know, give you, give yourself a chance to sink your teeth into it before you give up on it. Um, but yeah, that's me. How about, uh, let's start with uh, Rob, cause, so that uh, everybody can get an idea of what you're doing. Let's do it. Uh, so I think it's a great game and it's very un underrated. Uh, I think it was a nice big change and a sort of risk that you don't usually take with Zelda games, especially lately. It's kind of like Adventure of Link and Link's Awakening, as I mentioned before. I find yeah. that the spin-off stories are more interesting and exciting because they actually try and try new things. I like the creepy atmosphere. I like that for a Zelda game that had a fairly deep story. I think uh, all the underlining themes and stuff are really, really strong in this game, and they don't they don't have to tell you about it. But they kind of show you about it and you experience it. So uh, with that, I would give it one quarter damage as well. Oh, very good. Very good. So we're up to one and a half hearts, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, Lef, you're up. He's dead. All right, Hodge, oh. you're up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> okay. I started talking, and I was like, what? No 
no one's, no one's reacting. <laughs> but one, one thing that I'm kind of shocked that we never discussed is because it's something that I always talk about when we talk about Zelda games is 2D Zelda games versus 3D Zelda games because I personally don't like hmm. 3D Zelda games. Um, so when I am rating this game, I'm rating it specifically as a 3D Zelda game ah. because it doesn't hold a candle to any 2D Zelda game that ever exists. Interesting. Um, so, <laughs> so for me, kind of in light of all that, like this game does have some really interesting themes. I hate the three days that they impose upon you, but they do really cool things with that three days, and I understand why they implemented them into the game. Um, being being what it is, I'm going to go with like a half damage on the game. Oh. Um, it's decent, uh, but it could be a lot better. Okay, I expected less. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I think that's the girlfriend's influence there. Could be. <laughs> All right, very good, very good. How about um, Haji Boy? What's what's your rating? Yeah, I'm a Zelda fanboy through and through, so I'm I'm not going to give it any damage. Wow, Ooh. nice. Maybe back old me might have, but if you embrace the game for what it is and and the mechanics that they built into it with the three day system, and the one comparison I kind of have in the back of my mind is look at Super Mario Brothers 2 and how different that is from the other Mario series. True, and to true. me, I love Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, it's up there in my good. top three Super Mario Brothers game. Nice. I know it was a totally different game and that's a whole different thing. But anyways, I kind of use that as a comparison with this game. Yep. And yeah, I wouldn't give it any damage. It's very enjoyable for what it is. Take it for what it is. Don't try to make it into something it's not. That's a very good point. That um, awesome, I wonder yeah. if it takes a certain mindset like that to like the spin-off kind of things to really appreciate Majora's Mask. It's sort of like a psychological test to see if you like Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess uh, I failed. Yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. That's okay, left. That's okay. Um, P one, you're up, buddy. So we spend a lot of time talking about how there's no creativity, there's no everything's the same, everything's carbon copy, everything else. So. This game is not that. This game is a, it's in the Zelda franchise, and I know we gave a lot of grief to Resident Evil 4 mm -hmm. for changing up the way the Resident Evil franchise was, because it's very different from the rest of them. Um, the difference is, for me, that Majora's Mask is a one of, and Resident Evil 4 started a new chain of the way that series went. Right. Majora's Mask is different from any other Zelda game you're going to play. Uh, it's, like Rob said, it's deeper. Um, it's creepy. It's not you. You play as Child Link, and I think the fact that you spend the whole game as a child adds to that level of creepiness because you're you're just a kid, and there's no there's no uh, uh, what's the word uh, prophecy saying that a young hero is going to come and save us from the moon. That doesn't exist. There's no overarching blanket of comfort that you're going to be able to succeed. Hmm. All you know is that that moon is coming down in three days. Uh, you are limited in the time that you have, just like. Anuma was limited in the time that he had to make the game, oh. uh, and just like the club is limited in the month that they have uh, to play it. That being Nailed said, it. yeah, <laughs> super deep. Um, I am going to continue beyond this month. I'm actually holding off on Fire Emblem Fates until I 100% complete this game, wow. because what I have seen so far in the side quests and along the main quest in the gameplay style, the fact that it is so different from every other Zelda game you've ever played, 2D or 3D, uh, and left is right the 3D Zelda games don't hold the candle to the 2D Zelda games, Agreed. but uh, they took a chance, and because of that chance, we took a chance on it in the club, and I'm extremely glad that we did because it's a game that I have thoroughly enjoyed. This is probably, uh, again, talking about time, one of our longer episodes, mm -hmm. uh, and it's because everybody had so much to say about this game, 
So I'm going to give it no damage. Full damage. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, full damage, and I'm deleting this podcast. No, wow. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to give it. I'm going to give it no damage because wow. uh, the combat is good, the graphics are good, the sound is top notch, and not only is it good sound, but it's sound taken from a guy who's known for being light and happy, and it's dark and creepy. Uh, you get that feeling of anxiety and anxiousness right from the start, and part of that stays with you through the whole game. Because when you're going and a wall crawler grabs you and puts you back at the start of the temple, <laughs> fuck, now I only have half a day to do this where I had a full yeah, day that's to do good this. Point. That, right. It never goes away. It's there for the whole game. It's a game that constantly keeps you on your edge. Do not drink Red Bull with it. Uh, 100% <laughs> recommend you try this. Well yeah, said. So, well uh, said. Very I well really said. enjoyed my time with Majority. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you couldn't mask wow. your affection for it at all. Oh my yes! gosh. You know what? Uh, I want to trade Rob for P2. <laughs> oh boy. You know what? I want to go do a podcast with Lefts. That's no problem. <laughs> all right. Wow. So yeah. there we go. Four out of five hearts left. That That's is amazing. Really good. That is really good. Now remember, this is just a recommendation system. This is not a review. Are you sure you're not already on Bonus <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Bonus <laughs> But yeah, so definitely, I think this speaks volumes that if you're at all interested, you're safe at trying this game out because um, you'll probably uh, probably like it. Just do it. Just do it, yeah. All right, cool. Well, with that said, we have some... Uh, let's hear from the other members of the Cartridge Club. We have some three-word reviews that we have to read out. Um, yeah. So do you have it so up, I'll P1? That. Yeah, I got it brought up. So in order awesome. to get your three-word review read on the podcast, all you have to do in the month of the game we're playing it is give us a three-word review. You have a maximum of three words, uh, unless otherwise stated. I know there's some people who can give it extra words because P2 yep. is functionally retarded. Um, so <laughs> use the hashtag. <laughs> the color blindness. Can't read. <laughs> so yeah, if I miss your three-word review, you get three extra words to use wherever you want. That's how it works. Yeah, that's right. Right. I don't miss them, though, so don't expect that to happen. We will again. see. We will see. <laughs> Hashtag CC3WR. So I'm going to start with the first one we got this month. We got it on July 17th from Diego Avila at Latino Lawyer, and he said, no longer disdained. Nice. Um, nice. Then we didn't ask for them until uh, half an hour before recording time. So what <laughs> we got from that, uh, from Vintage Video Game Geek at Vintage VG Geek, he said, haven't played Ocarina. Uh, everybody knows Vintage can't play any other games except in order. He's currently still stuck on Zelda 2, which is yeah. fucking six years. <laughs> he's got a lot of Zelda to play, man. Uh, yeah, he's got quite a bit of work ahead of him. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, then we have uh, Hatsune Mimiku, Mimikuyu. That's pretty good. Uh, at bad, bad wrong fun. At, sorry, at bad underscore wrong. I like fun. the last one that, that she or he said. That's what we're going with. So okay. uh, you only get one three-word review, and you said do three. They are all very good. <laughs> I like your second one, but we're going with your last one, and the last one is accepting the end. Yep. Um, and <laughs> Depressing that's and good, accurate. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Stephen Eider from Cat Max Gaming uh, and the Hypecast podcast. It's at Stephen Eider, and he said, Spooky Ocarina Nightmare. Yep. Um, <laughs> very good. He probably wrote that from underneath a pile of uh, chibi dolls. <laughs> next up, we have... <laughs> Ryan Gorman, who is It's Rocket Sauce. At It's Rocket Sauce. Uh, he's also a part-time blogger on, I want to say Gaming Rebellion, but I'm, don't quote me on that. He I says, won't. Ocarina's great side quest. Yeah. Uh, he is a huge N64 supporter, so he's probably in the, the group of people who the left that said it should be played on the N64. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Kovic HQ at Kovic Plays with a Z, because it's hipper. Uh, <laughs> and he says, just another Zelda. So I don't oh, think boy. he was very impressed with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> or speaking of not impressed. <laughs> speaking of not impressed, we have Curtis Frizzell uh, from uh, I don't know if I can say his last name. Uh, we hey, have Curtis, Curtis from Girl- Girlfriend Versus at Girlfriend VS, and he says, "Fuck this shit." Uh, <laughs> not a fan. Not <laughs> full, full damage. Uh, Needs a guide. Yeah, full. Yeah, yeah that's Needs his problem. A Needs a guide. Needs a guide. That's a good review. Um, that would be my feet letter yeah. review. Needs a guide. That's it. We're coming to you later. <laughs> We're coming to you. Uh, so next up, we have Captain Donnie at the Donovan Viper. He said, moon crashes, goodbye. Donnie, that is a good summation of this game. Yep. yep. Uh, second to last, we have Dean Lasagna from Round 2 Gaming at Round underscore 2 underscore Gaming. And he says, dark, quirky, delightful. Um, and uh, I know Dean loved that game, and I'm, I'm glad that he put that up there. And last but not least, we have Big Sexy Joe Bailey at Toku Joe. Oh, boy, he Joe. He says, rape, rape Face Moon. Rape Face Moon. <laughs> wow. That sums it up. Yeah. I can't believe how many that we got, considering we just put that out. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Yeah. So well, I guess... These things aren't made up by you guys. These are real. These are what you call tweets. Yeah, these are yeah. <laughs> from, from people who listen to your show. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, good. you're getting there. Trust me. <laughs> oh, so we're man. gonna get some from our guests. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, Lat. I think he might already have his. What's your well, three-word review for Majority Pass? <laughs> Come back to me. I want to say need a guide, but I don't like it because I just. All right. Just, someone else can go with that. <laughs> All right. All right, Hodge, what do you got? Uh, if I had to pick a two-word, I'll do two-word review. One wow. to rate it. Wow. Wait, that's one. That's a one-word that's review. One, that, that's one <laughs> word. Okay, one word. There we go. Underrated. That's awesome. You well done. Need three words. Yeah. He doesn't even need three. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, Rob, you're next. I got, I got mine. I got mine. One sec. No, now you got to wait your turn left. We left you. We'll have to come back to you. Get a fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is better than Ocarina. What? Oh no! Oh, no. No. Wow, that is. I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. So is it, is it? Am I up? Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, um, I'm gonna say, um, um, man, why do I always forget? Are you fucking kidding me, man? We host the show. <laughs> you know you have to do one every month. Okay, okay. You're accepting open. No, I'm skipping you. Left, what do you got? Great. Oh, all right. Good. I I have rather not play. Oh. Uh, you see, you now you balanced out Rob's, so that's good. Because it's it's fair and honest. You know what I mean? Like we even and just by looking at four to five hearts, not everybody loves this game, and we all have said we understand why you might not. Yep. I'm, not, I'm, not saying, uh, I'm not saying fucking stupid game or anything. I'm just right, saying I'd right. rather not play it. Yep, that's yeah. fair. We respect no, that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, we respect that. All right, P2, are you ready? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Link's... Say stupid fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Link's Dark Adventure, I think, sums it up. Ooh, I like that. Now like you. That. My favorite review is uh, not just of this game. It's sort of its uh, cycle of repetition like Groundhog Day. But it's also for the club. I'm back, bitches. Hey! <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, folks. So that, uh, that sums up Majora's Mask on the Cartridge Club. I have had a ton of fun talking about this with our three guests, Rob, Leff, and Hodge. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for letting us be here. I really yeah, enjoyed our, 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 our appearance on your show. It's awesome. Good. good. You guys are great. It's, uh, 
if anything, I hope that any of our listeners who don't already listen to Bonus Barrel definitely give it a chance. Uh, you can find them at Twitter uh, at Bonus Barrel, spelled just That's the way true. you expect it. And as well, you can find them at www.cartridgeclub.com and www. Nope. Sorry, www.cartridgeclub.org yeah. and www.bonusbarrel.com. Right. Um, they're a great podcast. Two of these two guys, and Seiji, and maybe a fourth person now, Shelby. Shelby. We're not sure. Yeah. Um, we have a grill. Yeah, we have a grill. So Pichu's going to stop listening, but I'll keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as well, uh, Hodge, please check him out. He's at Nintendo Hodge on Twitter. He has a Nintendo Hodge YouTube channel, and he is going to be the host with the most at the Barry Game Exchange on August 21st at the Army Navy Club in Barrie, Ontario. Right. Uh, there will be a huge contingent of Cartridge Club members there for the uh, for the August show. So if you are in the Cartridge Club and you are in the Barrie area, please come out to the show. Tickets are only $5 a piece. Uh, there's 115 tables of sellers, and you have a chance to, uh, to hang out with some Cartridge Club people. I would love to be able to meet some that don't live in Sackville. <laughs> I think and that's there's only folks. me this and the Club. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and job hang. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. So we, uh, there's actually more than that, but anyway, we, uh, we're closing out. That's, uh, that's July. Uh, well, I'm going to keep playing Majora's Mask on my 3DS. Uh, we, the club will be shifting over in August into a, uh, 2D platformer, uh, very heavily inspired by the NES and, uh, the Super Nintendo. And that is Yacht Club Games' very own Shovel Knight. Uh, we're all very excited to play that. I'll be streaming it on Wednesdays with my wife, so you'll get to see one of us curse and the other one drink. And, and uh... <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. We have three amazing guests lined up for that and a surprise bonus uh, in the month following that for uh, Shovel Knight as well that I can't talk about yet, but will be a big deal. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, this is the Cartridge Club. Please go over to www.cartridgeclub.org. Don't check out only our uh, podcast. We'll also check out the other great podcasts, videos, and blogs that are there, such as STC Pod, Bonus Barrel, and um, Leftover Bits. What about Retro Fandango? Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also shows that mention too. Go over to cartridge.org and check out the other videos, podcasts, blogs that we have there. It's a great community. If you're already listening to this on Cartridge Club, I want to thank you for being part of this great community. I'm very happy to be back. If you would like to help support the community and see it grow, you can uh, visit www.patreon.com/slash cartridge club, where every cent donated goes directly into improving the web- website and the features that go to the members and it is not uh, kept for any profit by members of the cartridge club i'm player one he's player two this has been majora's mask and hopefully listening to this podcast didn't end in a terrible fate for all of you oh boy <laughs>